Hey guys, welcome to Bag and Boardcast, episode number 328. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes at you in three ways. The first being the Weekend Geek, bringing the top geek stories of the past weeks. Next is the list, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out January 18th, 2017. And we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this time it's time for our annual uh, look forward. We're going to be taking a look at some of the comic characters, movies, and beers or breweries that we're looking forward to experiencing in 2017. Because we're back from hiatus again. Again, uh, I know last year, or last, yeah, last year, we promised you that we would be coming to you live with Chris, but we had too good of a time in Florida that we did not bother to record an episode with him. So, uh, we did a lot of things. I brought my recorder and then I left it in my suitcase when we went to the breweries instead of bringing it with me. Yeah. Which is a common occurrence for Paul (laughs) when he's supposed to, when he packs something and he's supposed to bring it. Hey, Paul, where's that list telling us where the next brewery is? It's in the car. It's in the car. At the hotel. Uh, yeah, uh, there was, a, I think we were like almost halfway to the first brewery, and I was like, oh, Paul, did you bring that? No. <laughs> no. Don't. Packed it. Made room for it. We did not use it. But just know that we had a great time uh, hanging out with Chris, and uh, we had some great beers that maybe we brought home with us. Yeah, maybe there's some stuff that we'll talk about. Today or next week or you know whatever or, or right now, perhaps and uh, that falls under today, Paul. Oh, that does. That is, that is right now is today. But you guys have more than I do. I'm just drinking one, so oh, you okay. started off. We're gonna start off with uh, in Tampa. Did you guys know uh, Tampa Bay uh, is the host of the national uh, just college, talk about the beer college football championship? Uh, I didn't until they all invaded Cigar City Brewing. Uh, we we went in. Dead, dead bar. Totally dead. Then we went out to the food truck, and everybody went into the bar. They were all there for the national college football game, championship game. Uh, a lot of orange, a lot of Clemson fans. Uh, so it made it made it difficult for us to get some, our hands on this Space Pope, which is their uh, a double IPA or a single uh, IPA? Just a single American-style IPA, uh, 7.2%. Ooh, I should check into this beer. I'm um, untapped. Nice, nice citrusy-ness uh, to it with um, a good malty kind of backbone. Mm. It is a really, really nice drinking IPA. It is deli- Cigar City does very well with their IPAs. I do really in- enjoy uh, Jai Lai. It does Hi-Li. Hi-Li? Hi-Li. 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 Oh, it's pronounced with an H. It's the the game highlight. Oh, okay, with the, the ball. Yeah, and if you get hit by that ball, you're dead. Yes, yeah, because it's so fast, so fast. You guys talking to me about sports? You guys explaining sports to he, me? Exactly. John did. He's... Wow. Uh, no, and this is a very solid. John offering. talks sports about computers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is again a very solid uh, IPA. Uh, big citrus, just like John said, but it is very mellowed, very uh, balanced with that malt on it. To uh, so you, it doesn't leave you like you know completely dried out. It but it does have a nice, nice dry yeah. mouth citrusiness to it. It's a it's a really nice, easy drinking beer. We've been Paul and I've been uh, drinking it for probably what the last half hour as we yeah, are pre pre showing and then showing, starting the show. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's good. I like it. Um, I'm looking forward to the next one that we'll be having, too, which is another IPA from them. Um, but, Chris, what are you drinking from Cigar City? 
I brought home one of their big bottles, and this is their 110K plus OT, ninth batch, uh, an Imperial Oatmeal Raisin Cookie. And I don't know what the name of this beer means, and they make mention to it on the side that it's a lot of technical jargon. Ooh, I love technical jargon. It is, and I actually, I loved this beer. Paul, you picked this up when we were at the brewery. They had just, like, the base version of mm-hmm. the oatmeal raisin cookie there, and it tasted like an oatmeal raisin cookie. Like, it was just there in liquid form. Uh, this is definitely an imperialized version of it. It's a lot of just big, forward, like, malt sweetness on the front. I kind of wish this had been, like, aged and leveled out a little bit because it's just such, like, a big, like, sweetness punch. Um, I don't mean, like, fruit punch, but just, like, it's all just that oatmeal malt and, like, that dark fruit from the raisin. Oh, it's delicious. I think this would be great to kind of sit on for, like, a year and let it mellow out a bit. It's still good. Uh, I think I put it at, like, a 3.5 untapped. I'm looking forward to finishing the rest of this bottle, but... It's a similar... What I like... It's a, it's definitely a sipper, while that other one, like the non-imperial version that Paul had, was just like, you take a sip, like, oh man, that's a cookie. Take a sip, mm-hmm. yep, that's the cookie. Like, Yeah, that was nice. so easy. His was so easy drinking. Mm-hmm. Just delicious. It was nice. Smooth. Yeah. yeah, this is actually sitting high at uh, 10%. Oh, yeah. That's, that is, so, yeah. That does sound like a good fall, wintery beer right there. Uh, it's a Jealous. brown ale with raisins, vanilla, and cinnamon added. Mm. In case I love cinnamon. In case you're ready. Me too. But yeah, that's that's what I got. Who knows? As we get through that, then might I might open up something else. I don't know. You we'll know see. what? You know what we need I'm, to. Op- I'm off from work tonight. I don't have to be anywhere. Ooh. You know what we need to open up though, Chris? Some news. Yeah, that news vault. Break open that news vault and talk about all the news that has been happening, which isn't much. We, we, got no news. we we really don't. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the biggest news uh, last time we talked, we we, we mentioned uh, the unfortunate passing of Carrie Fisher. You know, uh, Lucasfilm has come out and basically said there is no plans. Not they're not guaranteeing, like for on and on in, in perpetuity that they won't CGI Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia into any of their movies. But at least for Episode Nine. There are no plans to use a CGI. And Episode 8 wrapped up. She's All her filming was done previous. So, And, and last week they announced that all the, their brain trust, J.J. Abrams, the different directors and writers, were all getting together to sit down and discuss what may need to happen with all of this. So mm-hmm. the, they were saying, you know, we might edit her somewhat out of... Episode 8, we may keep her in. We're not sure. We're going to sit down and see how we can work this out. Yeah. The thing is, with a character as big as Princess Leia, I think it would be weird for her not to have an on-screen death. But the circumstances being what they are, it's understandable. But we saw the passing. If if in the next movies the plan was always to have Luke Skywalker die as well on screen and then to have Harrison, you know, and have Han Solo die on screen, it will be really weird to have a death mentioned of Princess Leia. Not on screen. And then not it, be, it, it not being on screen. Exactly. Because Obi-Wan dies on screen. 
Darth Vader dies on screen. Every every character dies on screen. It's not like you know, for the Star Wars universe canon, like it's just how it is. So, um, I, I would think that what they would do is just kind of write her, you know, just like oh, a transmission came in from Princess Leia, you know, mentioned her, and just like kind of keep her character off screen. Or I'm going to talk to the Senate, mm-hmm. and then yeah, that's that's the last you hear from her. Yeah, she's she's going to set up the new Republic, the new new Republic, because sure. Spoilers for episode eight. What? That happened in episode eight? They got blown up. <laughs> they got blown up. Yeah, Starkiller. Man. You remember that? I do. I do I'm sorry, I ran I rambled. Yeah. What do you guys feel? How do you feel about that? No, I I, I, I it's gonna be tough no matter what they do, mm-hmm. because it's hard with the losing of a, a major actress in that pivotal role. In those movies, uh, I do trust that they will try to be as respectful to what they were planning and the family and everything there. But yeah, I mean, I I don't have anything because I don't know what the plan was for Episode Nine or what was planned. Mm-hmm. So I am open to whatever happens because I imagine they can tell a story around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that we did when you guys were down here was we were at Disney's Hollywood Studios and we went to the Star Wars launch bay at. Um, the park there, which is kind of a exhibit about Star Wars, like the movies that have happened and then the things that they're actually working on now. And when you enter, they have like a 10-minute movie just about kind of like the heralds of the Force. It's the people that are in control of it now. And everyone that's working on these movies grew up as a Star Wars fan. And they all absolutely love the property and they want to pay as much respect to everything that came before as possible while still trying to build it for today's and tomorrow's audiences. So I think whatever they wind up deciding will be done well. I mean, if you look at The Force Awakens and now Rogue One, we have two of like the best Star Wars movies have come out within like the past year and a half. Like I don't think there's any question or yeah. doubt to that. Like they they can handle like this unknown territory that they're actually heading into. I, I was very lucky. I was able to go see Rogue One for a second time. Which is crazy because I don't think I've seen a movie. You don't even theater. go see movies. I don't go see enjoy. movies ever. So to go see it for it's, I was so hankering after our visit and going to the launch bay and everything. And I was I was kind of on the fence. I'm like, is Rogue One my favorite Star Wars movie? I don't know. It was good. Was it really that good? And I got to I I, I like came back and the first thing one of the first things I posted on Facebook is like, hey, when can I go see? Uh, Rogue One again. Oh, John is making me feel very dismayed about this fear here. Uh, but anyways, and uh, luckily I was able to go with a friend and see it again, and I came out of the theater being like, yep, that was the best Star Wars movie. Vacation yeah. Girlfriend. Yeah, Erica. No longer on vacation. <laughs> I miss Vacation Paul. I'm going to keep on... I'm going to say Vacation Girlfriend. <laughs> That's why we went out on a date together. Uh, that's why I'm going to keep on drinking. It's because I miss Vacation Paul so much. Uh, yeah, no, like, I was, I was upset. I was upset that you were able to go, and I was, you know, stuck in Rochester. I was going to go with you. Uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, are we done talking? We're done talking about Star Wars. You were just rambling on more, right? Or did... No, no, I wanted to talk about Rogue One more, because it's an amazing movie. Well, we did an episode on it, so... (laughs) 
And you weren't as gushy about it then as you are now. Well, th- th- I had time to digest. And and then you went back for a second. <laughs> I, I went back, which never happens. Uh, very I'm trying to think of a movie that I've seen in the theater twice. I saw Hook. Okay. Yeah. I know you've seen more movies t- like twice in theaters than Hook. <laughs> well, more any- like movies twice more recently too. Uh, well, not, yeah. I you, anytime I would go see the comic book movies with you guys, like on a Friday or a Saturday, mm-hmm. and then on Sunday would go see the movie again with my dad. Like, I don't need to do that anymore because a lot of times he comes to the movies with us. Right. Um, well, I still like the day that we were sitting at Pizza Planet, just like we got dinner, we were drinking a beer, and then we were just talking about Avengers, and we we're like. Hey, you want to go see it again? And there's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then we looked up the time, then we went and bought comic books, and then we sat in the parking lot, read comic books, and then went into the theater. Nice. Or was that a second time? Because you and I saw that movie three times in the theater together. I want to say that was maybe the second time that we saw it, because I think we just like... Because Paul was like... with us at Pizza Plant and went home, and you and I went to go <laughs> see Avengers a second time. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, I was there at the pizza plant, and you guys were I like, I remember you. that part of it. I, so I could have seen Avengers for a second time, and I didn't. You didn't. You're like, ah, I get it. That battle at the end's too long. It was too long. Yeah, it's there's no story. Movie. <laughs> there was no storytelling, unlike Rogue One, which is all story going on. Uh, Each character having to get back on Rogue One. Because <laughs> uh, I will drag it there every time. Uh, Paul, didn't you have some shit about computers you wanted to talk about? Too? Uh, well, I wanted to talk about uh, Patton Oswalt. He's okay. he's coming back. He's uh, back on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, his character is carrying a secret. Ooh. Uh, but I'm just happy to see him back. Uh, he's been writing constantly, doing thought pieces and everything since his wife passed. But uh, I think it's a it's really good that he's, you know, do, going back to with his regular work, I guess. Um, I cannot imagine how devastating losing your spouse would be. So for him to be able to kind of work through it and get back on the, you know, get back on a, like a, I guess a Hollywood schedule isn't a normal schedule, but still, you know, a work schedule and be there and be productive is a lot more than I could ever do. So it's awesome. Patton Oswald, I'm a big fan of. I love his stand-up. Um, so I'm happy to see him back on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., a show that I don't really watch. But, you know, when it's on Netflix, I'll watch it again. Is uh, yeah, I, even up I haven't been watching TV stuff the, at all. Like Everything I've been watching has just been on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I've been watching old... Yeah, I've been watching older shows... Uh, I think the only thing that I'm currently watching now is uh, New Girl. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I haven't been keeping up on that stuff. I watched a little bit at the beginning of the season with um, um, Ghost Rider, which I did enjoy, but I didn't... Yeah, I think I saw like three episodes of the beginning of the season and then just ran out of time to watch yeah, things. And this is season on. four, right? I think so. Because okay. I haven't seen any of season three then. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they're at because it's. I'll, I'll check on the Netflix queue, see what what's available. Because if it isn't available, if season three isn't available yet, then I think it is. It usually comes yeah, up, yeah, right before this the mm-hmm. next season comes up. I'll jump back into that then. Yeah, it's an enjoyable show. It's not bad. It's just I, I haven't been hankering for it. Yeah, uh, I fell out watching it. 
the final of last season and then the season. I just because of Ghost Rider, I checked it out mm-hmm. and I didn't keep up with it. I was enjoying it, but I just yeah. didn't keep up with that it. That first season was re- the ending of the first season was really strong. Yeah, with the whole Hydra coming out and everything. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, so now shit about computers. Uh, well, home entertainment systems. You know, the home entertainment system, Nintendo. Uh, they have the Nintendo Switch is confirmed March 3rd, 2017. Pre-orders are selling out already. And at $299. Uh, people are saying this is a comparable powered system. Uh, they have a good game lineup already. You know, a day and date Zelda, which people are excited about. I just... I just don't care about home and home, you know, consoles right now. I just don't. Like, I don't have time to play video games that I have owned for years. So, I don't know. I, I think I'm out of the video game market. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. I mean, I play you, older you, games. You do your Steam. Mm-hmm. I've been playing Star Wars Battlefront Two. Like that's what I've been playing. A game that's I don't even want to <laughs> think about. I think how it's like old. ten years old, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, it's... I. You know I, why I've been playing it so much? Rogue One. <laughs> Rogue One. Or you get to play a fly a spaceship in there. You'd love it. Uh, or you could just play the new Battlefront where you could actually play on Scarif. <laughs> yeah, I can get that. It's on PC. Uh, I've, uh, I have a PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. There's nothing driving me to get the, the Nintendo yeah. at all. Um... I've been fine not playing Zelda in mm-hmm. Mario games for quite a while. And if I want to play them, I hook up my Super Nintendo and I play them. Oh. Uh, I was more interested in getting the mini yeah. Nintendo thing. Uh, I was more interested in getting that to play those other classic games that I used to like playing on Nintendo. Mm-hmm. But even then, I didn't bother to fulfill that. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a Nintendo Wii? Do you have all those older games on Nintendo no. Wii, anyways? I, I, I do. Actually, my wife does. Yes. <laughs> so that's what that's what was driving me crazy about the whole like, oh, the mini Nintendo. I'm like, didn't we just spend a lot of money on these games? Like, not. But this one actually years looks ago? like the original NES system, so it's more of a nostalgia. Yeah, nostalgia thing, and then also it's not a Wii, so you'll actually wind up using it to play those games. <laughs> that's true. Actually, that's. The majority of time that I spend on the Wii is to play, like... Well, the Versus Dr. Mario is the one that I play the most on. Uh, I remember you and Wii. you and I playing uh, Altered Beasts. Altered Beasts, yeah. I have a lot of older games on that. Yeah, that's... I, I mean, like that it. was what was fun about that, was being able to play all those mm-hmm. old games again. It's an emulation machine, <laughs> right? Uh, the system look... I, I like the look, and I like the thought process for it, because the thing that we were telling... What we were telling Nintendo was stick with your handheld stuff, and now they've worked a way so you can make your system into a handheld system mm-hmm. on the move. So it's the smartest thing I think they've done mm-hmm. in years. But it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter to me. I buy maybe a new game once a year. Yeah. I got Dishonored 2. I will probably take me, you know, six to eight months to play that. And that game's got a lot of replay value to it because you can either play as the princess or you can play as the character from the first movie. And then if you play as the princess, you have a choice of using um, the special abilities that are granted by this wizard 
Or is it a mental ability? Is there something like that? You get these like shadow ability kind of things, and you can either you you can choose to play the game with those or play the game without them. So that's three different replays of the game, and trying to do things better or different than you did before. I'll probably play that a while. I just mm-hmm. finished the final um, Blood and Wine campaign from Witcher, and I bought that two years ago. I, have, I own Witcher, and I still haven't sat down to play it. I love that. That game's great. Yeah. Um, I I would even go back and continue playing little missions here or there. If they release another DLC for that game, I would buy it. I'd play it. Um, I'm still sad I haven't had a chance to play uh, Dragon Age yet. Ooh, I don't Inquisition. Have, I don't have a system. I, I own that, and I started playing it. I got maybe eight hours into it, and it's just like... It's just such a daunting thing in front of me. I'm like, I don't know. I just can't de- devote the time and effort to it. And every time that I start it, I'm like, I forgot where I was. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh. I'll play for an hour. Uh, I, oh, okay. I kind of understand where I'm at again. I, because you get so... These open world games, and this is probably why I haven't started The Witcher, is since I'm not sure where I am in the main story, I'll just keep on doing side missions. And then that's all I do. And then I don't advance the plot because I'm never sure where I'm in in the plot anyways. So I don't know. The Witcher's easier to pop back into the plot. Um, We're talking months and months between gameplays, though. Yeah. No, I... Listen, I... Months and months between... Um, okay, really? Okay. Between DLCs. Mm-hmm. The one DLC came out right after I had just finished the game, and then it was like eight months to almost a year for the next DLC to come out. You know, this might be surprising, guys, but the last game that I played, like, straight through as soon as I got Mass it Effect. was Mass Effect 3. And might, that it. might surprise you. I don't know. I knew it. Oh. I'm not surprised. <laughs> There's no su- surprising here. You know what is surprising? Our picks for this week's books that we're looking forward to coming out this week, January 18th, 2017. And Chris, what do you think Paul's looking forward to? I know what Paul's looking forward to because you guys tell me before we start recording. (laughs) Oh, Paul, what are you looking forward to? Oh, I'm looking forward to uh, dipping my toe back into the Archie world with uh, Archie number 16. You know who's who's writing this? Mark Wade. Yeah, he's still writing it. Still writing it. Isn't that great? Uh, art is no longer Fiona Staples, though. It is now uh, Joe Isma. I'm guessing that's how you pronounce it. And this is uh, Archie featuring Cherry Blo- or Cheryl Blossom, not Cherry, Cheryl Blossom. Uh, she's planning her ultimate revenge against Victoria. Uh, I have been out of this book for a little while. I don't know why she needs vengeance, but I'm very excited to see what that vengeance is. And maybe I'll go back and uh, buy some trades to catch back up. Which might may or may not tie into one of my uh, my New Year's resolutions for this year, which was redundant. Chris, yes, I don't I'm think Chris. I heard what book you were looking for. No, to. I didn't. He mention never it. tells um, us. No. So this is a surprise. I'm very. I, uh, it's it's not again like shocking. There's nothing like earth shattering coming out of this. Uh, I've been really busy with work and just hanging out with you guys for the past couple weeks, so I haven't had a chance to catch up on my comic books. Um, there's nothing new coming out for me that I'm really looking forward to, but Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number 12, it has Larflees 
and Kyle Rayner on the cover. So yeah, I'm looking forward to checking out that book and subsequently reading the issues that came previously to get back into the swing of it. Cause we talked a little bit on the, uh, look back for 2016, just about green lantern. And I'm, I'm happy with where it's at now. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing where this, this issue is going and, uh, green lantern in the future. Maybe I, I would you say that you're greedy for more Kyle Rayner? No, but I will be reading it. Yeah, this I saw this cover too. Um, seeing Kyle and Lyrefleas on it did make me want to read it. Make sure that Chris picked it up. The nudge, nudge. <laughs> hey, you're getting this right. I I, I will be. I will uh, the, be. the one thing in news that we didn't talk about that we probably should have was the Ducktales. The cast singing it. That was pretty awesome. That was cool. All right, I'm we talked about it. That show. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. It, it is cool. Yeah, it is exciting. Not as exciting as John's book. In my book is Curse Words. This is going to be written by uh, Charles Soule and Ryan Brown. And this is a wizard comes to New York City. And he's making money, and people think he's great, and it turns out that he might not be a good wizard, and has unleashed a bunch of foulness upon the world. And it might be this guy having to fix things, or just running away from his problems, or what? I don't know. Cover looks cool, because there's like four variant covers for this book, each one looking fun. Um, I vote running away from your problems. It always makes them better. (laughs) Uh, yeah, this one is like a guy on a, like the one cover I saw was a, a, a guy on a motorcycle, big white beard, kind of that, uh, you're doing cool, something with your hand cool, over your hair cool and guy, I'm like, cool guy haircut where it's shaved on the sides and then, oh, mohawk. Back. No, not a mohawk, but it's like the, it's like the Hitler youth, the like, shaved on the <laughs> sides with the hair slicked back with like a wizard yeah. staff on his back riding away on a motorcycle with, like, a dragon in the background. But he looks like a hipster kind of a thing. So, Macklemore. I guess so, yes. I'm not sure what Macklemore means, but... It's a I white w- rapper. I w- okay. I will agree. Is that right, Chris? Yes. That would have been embarrassing <laughs> if I was wrong. I will agree. I don't know shit about music. I will agree that you guys know more about that than I do. I know he likes going to uh, Goodwill to go shopping in. He has a rap song about that. I hear that uh, he was always ordering more fish. Oh, because nice, nice pun. Thank you. He wanted uh, more mackerel. Yeah, mackerel more <clears throat> close. Anywho, I feel like I pulled that joke. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, of course you would. <laughs> I absolutely. It's your joke. Uh, but no, the book looks fun, and um, I'm interested in checking it out. Curse words. Curse words. It seems clever. It seems mm-hmm. uh, very interesting, very indie. Mm. Uh, and before we get to a dramatic reading, I'd like to talk to you about this beer, Paul. It's This is tough to drink. So this is uh, Citrus Wizard from um, Cigar City Brewing. And I I brought home two crawlers that we had filled there. Um, we brought, I brought, brought one home for Paul as well that he purchased. And this is... Before you give your what you actually think about the beer, describe the beer, but I'm going to give you what I thought you were describing with your face. Okay. Uh, so this is a red ale. Um, it's called Citrus Wizard. So you think, oh, man, this is mm-hmm. going to be a citrusy red IPA kind of a thing. And when you smell it, it is 
like Sunny D orange mm-hmm. juice. Uh, John brought the when he poured it. He brought it up to his, as he's pouring it. He's like, oh, oh, just smell this beer. It's going to be so good. It's going to be great. And then I took a sip, and and then he's like, oh yes, this is really. No. Oh God, what happened? It oh. tastes like they mixed in a red ale with orange triamenic. See, I was thinking that uh, they flavored this beer with orange Smarties. Yeah. Only orange Smarties. I, it's, I don't want to drink anymore. It's it's a trap. I, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to do it. We have that Space Kitty if you want to drink those yeah, we Space could, Kitties. We could drink that. That yeah. sounds good. Um, this is tough. I, I, I I've been keep, sipping on it thinking that it might warm up and get better and not be not, so smart. I mean, we can, let it, we can let it warm up, but I don't, yeah, I don't want to drink it anymore. This is bad. It is. Who and bought this? I did. Well, shame on you, sir. Ah, Citrus Wizard. Like, and it was a red <laughs> ale. I was like, oh my gosh, this will be great. This is. And I mean, there's people online who have rated it, and they rate it really well. I don't know if maybe it just didn't travel well or what. No, because no matter no matter how much travel. Well, you know, John, no. Do you want to explain what you actually what you got with the crawler? Uh, it's not like a regular growler, like which it yeah. sounds like. Yeah, so, uh, so a growler is, it's a 32-ounce can that when you go to have it, you go to you go to the brewery or a place and you say, I'd like a growler this, they take a empty can vessel, they spray in like CO2 into the empty can, and then they fill it up right from the tap, they put a top on it, and then right there in the bar, it spins around and it seals it. Mm-hmm. And then they give it to you, and you bring it home. So gone are the days of getting a growler and then having to drink it within like twenty four hours. Exactly, it it holds better in the can. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, I mean, like we had this in the trunk. Granted, it was really it was really cold out in Florida. <laughs> it was cold. Out. So it stayed. Um, we had it in the uh, fridge. We put it in our bags. It was in the bags for mm-hmm. you know twelve hours, if not longer. Our flight kept on getting delayed. Yeah, we were supposed to leave at six. We didn't leave till like nine thirty. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was. It took some time in the bags. Like I'm trying to give this beer the benefit of the no. doubt. But yeah, this you, you can't take a good beer and make it Smarties. I'm sorry, <laughs> you can't. Like, yeah, I just think sense. orange trimetic from my childhood. Yeah. Uh, I never had that, so maybe that's a better description of Smarties. But I'm... I think the Smarties works as well. But uh, yeah, so with that, uh, to bring Paul down um, even more, and now oh, a dramatic reading from Night Force, number one, page eighteen, panel four. How is that possible? How did we get from Hilton Head to Georgetown? What difference does it make? You're here. And that was another dramatic reading from Night Force, number one, page 18, panel. I have to open this panel now because I didn't look at it before, but I'm surprised Miss Piggy's in this book. (laughs) Uh, So what happened is I picked a... uh, My dog's looking at me very concerned. I picked a dramatic reading because I thought it was Chris, and then I realized it was... Paul, so I went back and can, picked a new one. Can we do two one. dramatic readings? Do you have the one that you picked for me? Um, yeah. We, we make the show. We're not beholden to any rules. Like I feel like I haven't done a dramatic reading in forever, and I miss it. Well, you I haven't. would like to. Uh, here, take a this pause. Is a very, this take is a, a very pa- I'm checking into beers. Okay, <coughs> and we are 
And now, a second dramatic reading from The Fall and Rise of Captain Adam, number one of six, page 14, panel one. <laughs> Seriously? No way! And that was a dramatic reading. From the fall and rise of Captain Adam. I'm trying not to laugh and try. I can't do that voice with a big smile on my face. I don't know how that Captain, doesn't work. Captain Adam looks like he just ate something bad. Like, he shouldn't have had all those nachos. That was my inspiration for it. Gas station sushi. I thought it would be good. <laughs> Our last night in Vegas together, Kate decides that she was hungry, and we go down to, like, a Walgreens. And she buys a sandwich from Walgreens, like a pre-made sandwich from Walgreens, and is sick, <laughs> like, from, like, 2 a.m. until the, our flight leaves. Like, she's just, like, hugging every garbage can she sees on the Las Vegas Strip as we're trying to get on our bus to get to get down to the airport. And just, like, it was bad. I'm like, well, why would you do that? I told, I, like, as she's I buying it, I'm like, this seems stupid. This seems I will say, as someone that eats at gas stations frequently, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, I do remember i I got a when I was in New York City. I got a like a street euro, uh-huh. and I was with uh, an ex girlfriend's father, because um, and he just I was like, hat. I got to get that. And he's sitting there, and I take a bite, and I look at him and go, "Street meat. It's going to be delicious, but I might be violently ill later on." And he's like. Well, why are you going to do it? And they said, I said it tasted delicious. I said it. <laughs> and speaking about deliciousness, uh, another beer that we are going to have, and this is from Robach Brewery out of our backyard of Rochester, New York. And this is their Space Kitty, their double IPA. This is a one-point can, a citrus double IPA. It's a one-point can? One pint. Oh, one pint. I heard one-point can. Yeah, I heard that too. I may have said it. I'm getting drunk. Things happen. Cheers. Hey. Vacation. Vacation. Um, and, Paul, what did you say the percentage was on this? This 8%? is 8%. Just 8% uh, off of uh, untapped the app. This is... It's what you want mm-hmm. in a big pounder can. You want easy drinking, good flavor, and something that you can just you can pound yeah. it. It's nice, refreshing. It's light. It's, it's so smooth and delicious that I, I'm like, ooh, I should slow down. Oh, wait, it's only 8%. I'm, I'm okay. okay. But then again, we drank a crawler and a half. <laughs> and we didn't. We did not drink a half no. of that because oh. uh, there was still a little left in the can. Uh, yeah, it is really good. There's a reason I, I bought this. Um, I'd gotten it into my store um, my last day at that store and I bought Two four packs because I figured I'd be drinking it with you. It's mm-hmm. been getting really so great good. reviews, um, so I brought Paul two cans and was like, "Hey, Paul, these are for you." I love that bird, by the way. Thank you. Two cans. Oh, you brought me two cans. Gotcha. Get it. Uh, so yeah, we decided to have. You some... made a Paul joke earlier. No, it doesn't mean I get them when you say them. Uh, did you see like me looking like what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I saw. Uh, so yeah, I know that look all too well. So I had no problem with him telling him to give me a full can mm-hmm. and let's drink these. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris. I will, I, I, to, before we segue over to me, I 
missed having the uh, what was it? Their vanilla porter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Rohrbach vanilla porter was fantastic, and it was so strange because you could find it in like the glass growlers in Wegmans in their like beer section. Like they would always have it in the cooler, and I just thought yeah. that was so cool because that was just such a great drinkable beer. And you could drink a whole growler by yourself yeah. and not feel bad about <laughs> yeah, it. Exactly. And you'd be fine. You'd be fine. Yeah, you'd be though, right. It was so like light, but it was just so delicious. Um, they knew- had only been to Rohrbach, I think, like once in like my time, and that was kind of yeah. sad because like when I was there, I tried different stuff that I couldn't actually find like normally in like the growlers because they do send them out to the uh, the Wigmans in the Buffalo area, but. It was a nice little brew pub. Like the food was I pretty good. Like, like they had like great beer on tap. Like it, it was a it was a good experience. Yeah, I, I've been there twice now. Once with John and you, and then once on another on date date with uh, Katie, friend of the show or friend of mine, not friend of the show. She's not. She's never she's, been on the show. She's bought yeah. beer for us though, because she's bought beer for me, and I've had it on the show. Um, but that I'll makes have, yeah, that makes her a friend of the show. So, so a friend of the show. Um, so, and we went there after going to the Strong Museum because they had the quote-unquote TARDIS at the Strong Museum one day. And it was just a sad... And it was just a sad knockoff TARDIS that had, like, a kitchen, like, drawer, so, pull handle so on it. So it wasn't a TARDIS, it was a TARDIS. Yeah, I, I'm just saying that TARDIS. speaking down on someone or something. I, I like that, Chris. Good job. And no, the, we no, went no, to... No, Paul joke. And we went to uh, Rawbach afterwards... And, yeah, I, I got a flight there because I'm like, yeah, there's so much stuff that I can't get. Yeah. And I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've always enjoyed their beers. Uh, we no longer get their growlers anymore, Chris. They do everything uh-huh. in the tall boy cans for packs. That's okay, too. Mm-hmm. I'll keep it a little bit fresher. Uh, in Rochester, at the Wegmans, you can still get their growlers, but it is on its way out. It's a, mm-hmm. They're not going to be doing it anymore. Um, Seems expensive to the growlers versus the cans because they were super cheap too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eight ninety nine. Yeah, for a growler when uh-huh. the four pack is nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, it doesn't make sense in a way. But yeah, Space Kitty, it's been a huge hunt for it lately. People have been going nuts. Um, I can see why. It's nice. It's refreshing. It's uh, good. I, I just spent a weekend. Um, doing training in Rochester at different stores that I work at and they would have a shelf loaded up and in a matter of hours they would have sold through all of it and they probably had um, maybe about 50 four packs on their shelf and they would be gone in like two to three hours wow do you I don't know if you will know this I don't expect you to but does it sell that well at the brewery too? Uh, that I don't know. I don't. I mean, I imagine it probably does do well, but people are going because you can trade and you can. People mm-hmm. know that there's a buzz about the cans. Can't trade a growler, but I imagine yeah, it's probably going well at the brewery. Um, so much so, like people are saying, like they this is going to be their new flagship beer, and from what it seems, like Robox a little hesitant about making it their big thing. Is it because they're not sure if they can get the balance exactly like this no, every because time? they keep making it. Okay, because that's that's the thing. The only th- thing is, Robach is still, <clears throat> like, it's not a big facility. Yeah. They have the two, they have the brew pub, they also have another site. But it's not like they're a really big, uh, you know, big uh, 
conglomerate where they have a bunch of like really big vessels where they're they can really mix and match and blend. I think it was it exactly supposed to be an offshoot. Just hey, we're going to release this once a year, kind of like Nimble Giant. Mm-hmm. But oh because, my god, Nimble Giant though. And this is, I mean, this is probably just a small step down from Nimble Giant, Chris. Wow, that's that's still like it's a really yeah. Uh, but it, on my other notebook, <laughs> I wrote Nimble Giant on it. Yeah, that's what you're looking forward to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> It is. I mean, it is a really good, crushable, big, nice, I double IPA. Um, and I think was like I much? think the fact that it's people, they're just. It's the biggest thing that they've had in years. Nobody's been talking really about them. Their peanut butter porter that they did was good, but it wasn't great. Don't Pe- be jelly was good. Yeah, it I, was I liked it. It was good, but it wasn't like outstanding. I still have three more bottles, and I'm really excited about it. To drink those, I see. I didn't get a ton of the peanut butter off. Of I it. got a really good nutty flavor. I really liked it. Uh, it wasn't peanut butter, but it was that like gritty nutty. I don't know. Like I keep thinking of like uh, what is it? Dew Claws, even more Jesus. Like that was like a yeah. peanut. Like that was like not could, even more Jesus because even more Jesus. I just got and it's uh, just a oh stout. Uh, better than Jesus. There's some, it's yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the. It's something like that. One of the wait. I thought it was pronounced Jesus. Okay. Um, anywho, but that callback joke that was that too was early like in the episode. Duclaws, like you couldn't yeah. talk because your mouth was like sticky with peanut butter. It was so peanut butter. Wait, Duclaws. Okay, so they're no, out of, like I'm thinking Evil Twin. Yeah, they Evil have, Twin has an evil even yeah. more Jesus, and that's just a straight up uh, stout, a ten percent stout. Yeah, Chris, we're drinking yes. heavily. We're drunk. Get us out of this, Chris. What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking a nice light double IPA from over at the Florida Beer Company, Ooh. and this is their Swamp Ape double IPA, uh, also sitting at 10%. Um, We've had this. We have. You have. This was actually part of your Christmas present from me uh, as like one of my go-to beers down here in Florida. Um, everything else I have in my little like beer cabinet, it's all really dark beers. like It's all porters and stouts, so I just want something a little bit different, so... I pulled my uh, extra bottle of Swamp Ape here, mm-hmm. and I I love this beer. Uh, it's not a stand-in for something like um, Lake Erie Monster. I don't think anything else ever could be at that level for me. <laughs> but this is probably as close as I'm going to get to just nice honey richness on a a wonderful like light double IPA. But it still has like you can tell it's like a double because it has almost that, like viscosity to it, right? Like it, it, like it glides across your tongue. Like it's so good, though. I, I love this beer. Damn. Yeah, it's good. I, uh, um, I think I brought your bottle home, Paul. Okay. Because unless you drank it there, I don't. I, I don't remember what I drank there. I was, was vacation, Paul. Here. Yeah, we did. A lot I of, drank breakfast beer. Yeah, it was a, great. I had a breakfast I beer too. I loved myself the one day when I was in uh, vacation. Yeah, because I, 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 we had paid to check my bag where I loaded all our beer to bring home with. So I think I still. Well, you also paid to have it brought there because we. It's not a one-sided relationship. We brought. Well, you, you did bring beer. Bring beer. We, to yeah, Chris. we brought a ton of beer down to Chris. Lizard of Cause was the one I contributed to your like I'm twenty. Lo- <laughs> I am looking forward to whenever we have that. Because I, I don't know if you guys have a bottle mm-hmm. of it, but I don't want to drink it alone. We do. And we can still get it up here, too. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm surprised by how many. It did not. It, it, it sounds great, though. It sounds great. It sounds better than it actually is. It's super sweet. Well, we'll so wait. maybe just wait on that one for a little bit before mm-hmm. we get back to it. Yeah. Um, okay. I haven't. Okay. I haven't had it yet. So and you've had, you have a ton of beer that I brought you too, so you can have a lot of that on the show. Um, for and, show. And we have like we should plan our next show because we have Christmas, we have Trogs, because we have Two X and Great Lakes Christmas. You have those in the basement. Yeah. I have. Uh, ooh, I didn't buy a Great Lakes, but I still have the two, the one Great Lakes that's up here somewhere. Oh. <laughs> and then the one that's in the basement in the fridge. Age correctly. Uh, they, of 2X or of, of Christmas? Christmas? I think I still have a 2X. So we can do it next week. I still have I still have a 2X. I still have a Lloyd's. Okay. Christmas I, from well, Chris doesn't have a Lloyd's. So I'm just thinking. But you have Trogs. And then I have a Mad Elf. Mad Elf. All right. Yeah. So we'll let's plan for that next week. Okay. All Christmas. All Christmas. <laughs> Christmas <laughs> not, in January. Not during our look forward. Um, After Three Kings Day. Three Kings Day was like last week. It was last week Friday. It was like yeah. But our last episode, we talked about our look back at 2016, and now we're going to be looking forward to things that we are looking forward to in 2017. Uh, so, where do you guys want to start? You want to start with some comic characters, movies? Where do you guys want to start with this? Let's go characters. Characters. You know, we're a comic yeah, book we'll podcast. So let's start with the comic books. And, uh, uh, so I have two written down. Okay. I don't have a third. Okay. I don't know what you guys did. Did you guys do three? I, I have I have three, but I mean we do this round robin style, so you always have time three. to think yeah. about like a third one. Uh, so I'm going to start because I only have two, and I didn't put enough thought into this, so it gives me an extra time to think about it. Uh, and I am going to do Batwoman. I think Batwoman. Okay. With That's uh, very close to my third. Detective Comics kind of brought her back and. She's going to be getting an ongoing series. Uh, James Tinian is going to be doing it with... Uh, I can't think of the other writer who's working with him. Um, but the two of them are going to be bringing back the character for our own series. It's a character I always enjoyed. I didn't read a ton of Detective when she was doing it. And, I mean, she had the great art of... Um, J.H. Williams J. H. the Williams. third, And yeah. also being written by... Mark Wade. <laughs> Mark Wade. Uh, and Greg Rucka. Oh, it was Rucka. It was Rucka. Uh, I always get them confused. J.G. Jones is going to be doing covers for this book, which Mm -hmm. is going to be nice. Um, But yeah, I think she's going to have kind of a a big comeback. And I think it started in 2016, but her getting her own issue, I think, her own series, this is going to be hopefully another great comeback for her, because it's a great character. And the only reason, like the character kind of fell off is DC editorial wasn't willing to do certain things to progress the right story for her. Right. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I think they just didn't think there was enough room for that character. And also with all the relaunches, it came out right before final crisis. It, you know, where they were doing their own story. Final crisis happens. They kill Batman proper. Well, she came out in fifty-two. You know, she yeah. came out in fifty-two. She had a great series, a great run coming off of mm-hmm. uh, fifty-two. And, and but that red light hit right into that, and then the whole relaunch of DC. I, I think they just kind of Batman's only been around for eight years. Yeah, you know, kind of bullshit. And it was like 
DC just kind of lost its own thread. Um, Chris, yeah, but she ha- she has oh. been a big part of the Detective Comics run that's been going on now, though. Oh, good. Oh, yeah, that. So, yeah. So it's good to see her in that, and it's the portrayal of that character is very similar to what Greg Rucka was doing in that Batwoman book, or um, it, no, it was Detective Comics before that she had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's delving a lot into like who she is as a character plus touching on her family history with her father um, and then just like the relationship with the Waynes too because you know her and Batman are cousins so like they do they do share blood so it's it's cool if you haven't read Detective Comics currently I definitely re- uh, recommend checking it out I know you read the first issue of the like it wasn't like a relaunch because they went back to the original numbering when they came out with the newer 52 I don't even remember what they're calling it now Rebirth. Rebirth, yeah. Rebirth, yes, thank you. Um, but yeah, it, it's been a solid book, and it's now my Batman book. I wasn't reading the actual Batman title. I think I may start checking that out. I've heard good things about it after David Finch left. Um, but yeah. I, I, I like reading Detective Comics again. Well, it's like our All-Star Batman. I'll be checking that out when John Romita's uh, gone. The, the jock issues, Ooh. I think, are just starting now, or make, the first one came out already. Yeah. Jock is so good. <laughs> Remember yes. when Scott Snyder and Jock were working on Detective Comics together? Yes, those were really good. Uh, all right, so uh, Chris. Yes. Character you're looking forward to? A uh, character I talked about in the beginning oh. with, with the book that I'm looking forward to. Uh, this is Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, because I can use this as a kind of cheat moment where I can talk about all the characters that do appear in that book. Um, because this is now the Green Lantern core book and they're traveling across the galaxy you're seeing like yellow lanterns pop up in it we've got Hel- um, sorry, Hell Jordan's back as the Green Lantern but then we also have Kyle appearing as the White Lantern like I said in the list uh, Larflees is popping up back in it again you're getting your Arissa your Jon Stewart Kilowog, like all those core Green Lanterns are back and that that makes us a like a top tier book for me again. Like I'm once again glad to consider myself a Green Lantern fan. I've been enjoying Green Lantern starring Simon and Jessica, but if I had to buy a Green Lantern book, it would it would be this one because it's just like going home again, all in one book. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry for cheating. No, no, it's it's it, good. It, it, it's the Green Lantern book. Mm-hmm. Uh. See, I went a little outside of the box, so I might be cheating with my first pick. Uh, yeah, but I think this is it's it's a good pick because it's kind it of it Chris. started right before the end of the year, and now it's really getting into everything. And it is it's great. I've I've gone back and I've been rereading. I kind of waited for a big block so I could just pound through Green Lantern books, and I've been enjoying it. And I'm so glad that you're picking it up, Chris, so I can read it. But yeah, if Chris wasn't, I'd be buying. I'd probably be buying these in trades coming out because mm-hmm. uh, it is. It takes me back to when we were a Green Lantern podcast and we loved it, and yeah. we would talk about. I mean, we would not. There wasn't a time when we weren't talking about Green Lantern, right. and not just on the show, just in life. Like <laughs> we would just be like, "Oh my god, this and that, and everything that's going on." Like we still make reference to it, and like when we did the best stories of. 
uh, DC, yeah. like it was the War no, of the Light. We all was, picked a different. We all section. picked a different section of the Green Lantern. I was story. Sinestro Core. Somebody picked the War, War I, the of the Light. Previewed and then the, like the War of the Light kind yeah. of. Yeah, all that's. I mean, yeah, but we Rebirth, all War of the Light, and also Black the Black Lantern yeah, series. Was, yeah, but there is reason like that it was so high on our things because we all loved, we all loved it, and we all loved different parts of it more than the other, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a no brainer. They've they're back on track. Paul, uh, Paul, I'm like I said, I was going outside of the box, and I think you know, uh, CW, right? That's still the CW, uh, has been kind of uh, saying that they're going to come out with another DC universe like television series, and I think this year it's going to be finally that Jamie Reyes Blue Beetle series. Uh, I can see that. I think this is going to be that year that it's actually going to come to fruition. They've been teasing it since Smallville was still on, like yeah. season nine. Uh, so, you know, if Blue Beetle has its own series, does it? Is it still going on in the comics? I'm not even yep, sure. Yes, it still is. Okay, um, but I think this is one of those characters that can be highlighted. That can be a lot of fun. I did enjoy in. Was it Convergence where it was, or maybe it was in Blue Beetle that we read? It was Blue Beetle because the Convergence was Ted, yeah, and it's Captain Adam, Ted Cord kind of being the, the question, the Ted Cord being the mentor, but also kind of crazy and Jamie Jaime Reyes. I would say eccentric. I, I wouldn't go crazy. I would go crazy. Uh, <laughs> of course, I would go crazy right now. Uh, is that that dynamic is a lot of fun? And I, I would like to see that, and I think we're going to see it on the CW soon. So, and people you know, love that Arrow universe. They, they do, and good. I we talked about it at the start of the show in the Week in Geek. I've fallen off of just watching like TV. Mm-hmm. Just, nothing against any of the shows that are coming up because I still love them all, and I look forward to the um, time that I can rewatch them. But as soon as you started talking about Blue Beetle and being part of the CW, like DC universe, I just think like a Blue Beetle Supergirl crossover would probably be like the most stinkiest, cutest thing ever. Uh, <laughs> no, because we already had the stinkiest, cutest thing ever, and that was the Flash Supergirl yeah, that, that crossover. He, that, but he is so into Iris, you knew nothing was going to happen, but a. Uh, Jaime, Jaime, I, uh, Reyes, yeah. Jaime Reyes and her? I can see him yeah, being the Yeah, but they're the buddies and they're friends, and that's fun. I re- <laughs> I've watched that episode. They, they go to the mall, they go shopping together. <laughs> I've She's picking out outfits for him. <laughs> Literally, I've watched that episode at least five times. Like, since it's been on Netflix. I've never that's, seen it. That's the only episode of, like, I've seen, like, eight episodes of Supergirl, and I've seen that episode, the crossover, five different times. <laughs> It's a good one. It's so good. I, no, like, no slight to it at all. When I come home from work and I'm completely bummed out, I put on that episode because I'm like, yes, this is an amazing friendship that I want to be a part of. Uh, yeah. So The Flash is my pick. No, Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. Jaime Reyes, specifically. Yeah. I hope, I hope the his series is one that always like it's it's there it's good it just doesn't get like the big pop from everybody and i'm always i'm always happy to see a blue beetle series going so hopefully yeah i hope 
he does pop in there. People love him, and people are checking him out. He is going to be a character in um, Injustice Two. Um, they did. Re- oh, they yeah, did yeah, just yeah. release a new trailer for that. Yeah, I did that, see that. Yeah, yeah the redraw the lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like I'm excited. The video game. I'm sorry, Injustice, the video game, because John is actually talking shit about computers right now. Uh, they just had a new no, trailer. John talks sports to computers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, about and it's Brainiac. They're teasing Brainiac as one of the characters. And Brainiac on, and Darkseid. And. Well, I thought we knew Darkseid. They've been teasing trailers, or teasing characters in, like... We didn't know Darkseid. Oh, we didn't? Until just okay. now, to them. But yeah, Brainiac's the big yeah. thing behind... He's going to be the big storyline thing. Mm-hmm. January 24th, new characters will be revealed. Yeah, I've been waiting. Uh, oh, Chris, cool. what is your next pick? Uh, my next one, I haven't had a chance to read this number one yet. But I am looking forward to it because it's a character that I have read since her inception back in Young Avengers number one in 2006 or 2007, I want to say. I need to do the legwork on that. But this is Kate Bishop as Hawkeye. Um, She's been a standout character in every book she's appeared in, especially when she was co-starring in the actual Hawkeye book by Matt Fraction. Uh, I'm looking forward to actually reading... This is number one. Number two is coming out this week. Uh, we'll be reading number one for our monthly look back next week when we do our December books. Uh, but I, I'm glad she's a character that's kind of made that jump from, hey, here's the characters we're introducing in this kind of spinoff book to the Marvel Universe proper now. Um, we don't see a lot of the other characters like Wiccan or Hulkling. Um, Stature is alive and well again when Astonishing Ant-Man was coming out. That book isn't with us anymore. So it's not like you can see a lot of the Young Avengers out and about until we get Miss America coming out next month, I think. But I'm going back to the core Young Avengers book. Uh, I'm glad she's here. And I really just like her dryness, like that sardonic wit that she has. I think she's a welcome addition to the Marvel Universe Especially when you put her alongside Clint. Uh, no, I, I I definitely agree. And yes, yeah, having her have her own book, I think is pretty spot on. Um, I, I you know the Jeff Lemire Green Arrow, I real or uh, Hawkeye. Um, <laughs> he's done both. He's done both. I he re- done both. I really enjoyed how they were doing the beginning, and then it started getting crossed into the other big events. And then they restarted it with an older Hawkeye. And, like, I bought the first issue. I never got around to reading it. And that was kind of just on me, mm-hmm. being someone who was just having a hard time reading the books he really wanted to when he was also having to read, you know, really awful Superman <laughs> books that Paul made me read. Um, <laughs> yeah, I still like Birthright quite a bit, though. It, it's one of your favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was just one of those things that I just didn't get around to it, so I didn't keep up on the series, and then the series, again, then ended. So, yeah, I'm great. I'm happy to see Kate Bishop, because it's a character that I fell in love with in Matt Fraction's Hawkeye. Like, uh, I had known about her, because we read some of... I had read some of the Run Young Park. Adventures. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I'm... Yeah, definitely, hopefully, this is a big pop for that character. Yeah. Uh, John, you go next, or Paul, uh, do you go next? I'm going to go next, okay. only because I'm going to piggyback on Paul's 
where he thinks that we might be getting the next Mar- uh, next DC series. He thinks <laughs> it's going to be Blue Beetle. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> I, think, I think it's going to be Booster Gold. Ah, well. And Ted, and Ted Blue Beetle is the two of them wreck havoc throughout the... Uh, but we already got the time lords. No, they're going to wreck havoc just being superheroes throughout the world. Who knows? Well, you can still have them doing like their thing, and then they meet up with Booster I, Gold, and then Booster Gold spins off. I think Booster Gold would be an amazing side character in Powerless, the new NBC show coming out this fall. <laughs> uh, I just saw the I just saw the first trailer for that yesterday, I think, and I was like, okay, this this looks fun. Wouldn't Booster Gold be kind of fun in that show? I think oh, they already have Alan Tudyk, so I don't know how much more fun they need in that <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, because he would be the best Booster Gold. Uh, I'm trying to think of other Booster Golds. Because he needs to be full of himself. And Alan Tudyk. I don't think Alan Tudyk is the pirate. Rob the pirate or whatever. Rob the pirate, the pirate and Dodgeball. Pirate. And Dodgeball. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Booster Gold. And he's also K2SO. <laughs> he is. And one of the best movies ever made. I don't know if uh, you guys heard of it. It's called Compl- Rogue One. Complete sidebar. I will not say the website because you know I don't want anyone trying to like hack into my information. But on some website, I forgot my login credentials. So I went to do like my security questions, and it was like your favorite sports movie, and I was like, "A Knight's Tale." Let me in, because <laughs> <laughs> Alan Tudyk's also in that. Yes, with you guys vision. Want, you guys want to hear something and really? And Robert Baratheon. That movie's got everything. You guys want to hear something really dark? One of the questions. Let's go, Paul. For one of those is like, what did he want to be when he were older? When he were a child? Like, what did he want to be? You know, when you were growing up, my answer was dead. <laughs> What's sad is I knew that. Yeah, <laughs> you told me that just recently too. Yeah, because I had to reset that password recently. <laughs> I'm like, That's why so was weird. that so dark? I I had one that was like, "What's your sibling's name?" And I was like, "I I'm an only child, so I wrote none." <laughs> <laughs> you were like, "What's your sibling's name?" Abortion. <laughs> That's a Gagarshan. <laughs> uh, so, Booster, Booster Gold. <laughs> Paul, what's your Gagarshan of a pick? <laughs> I started hoping I would find someone else I could throw out there, like as Booster Gold. It didn't happen though. Yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, yeah, yeah. he could do it. Well, <laughs> he can do anything. He can, he can do anything. Really I saw can. him balance a baby on his hand. He's great. <laughs> Paul, your second pick. And I'll just say Booster Gold is one that you spawned it from your Blue Beetle pick. Okay. So that was uh, my third. Number one still on the board. On the board. Uh, I'm going to go with She-Hulk, seeing as we're going to be reading her number one, Hulk. Taking Uh, over the Hulk mantle, yeah, okay. With a DC look back. Uh, I think she might have a breakout year here. She died. I'm very upset that she's back because that was the whole... That was the whole crux of the whole Civil Nobody's War. Dead. They killed Bruce Banner. Guess what? He'll Look be back, back in the year. They killed Rhodey, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. War Machine. I hear he's running around as Ronin, the ninja. <laughs> Pretty much. Marvel. House of Ideas. Recycled. Uh, no, I, I've always enjoyed She-Hulk. It's, she's one of my favorite characters. Maybe because she did do a stint on the Fantastic Four. 
Uh, so maybe that's my only connection now? Because <laughs> basically... They're around! Kind of. But I was, I was actually thinking Gambit, because I think that would be really fun, because I think he might have a like stint on in the Deadpool, new Deadpool movie, but I don't think we're going to get that this year. The and Deadpool also, movie? Yeah. I think we're getting the Deadpool movie. By the end of the year? I don't think so. I think 2018. For Deadpool. Do they even have a director for that again, or no? Yeah, they got the John Wick director. Okay, well, maybe. And I was thinking maybe Gambit would show up in that, and I would pick Gambit, but the X-Men are basically dead in Marvel Comics. Oh, they're coming back. <laughs> they're already coming back. Yeah. But they're kind of dead in Marvel Comics. 2018 is Deadpool, too. So that's why I shied away from Gambit, and that's why I'm going with She-Hulk, because I know she has a book. And it's a character that I enjoy, the, so the I'm so, going to be picking up. The solicitations up. for, like, the all-new superimposed X-Men. Superimposed X-Men? Uh, so it's all done by Greg Land. It, uh, <laughs> Thank it, that, you, Chris. That was being... Thank you. It's, the it's solicitations were, were coming out before the... Introducing the new X-Men light box. <laughs> that was coming out before the end of Death of X. Yeah. They started soliciting it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why why even bother reading this when I know everything's coming back? So stupid. Marvel, you're so stupid sometimes. You're dumb. You're so stupid. You're dumb. You're stupid. <laughs> UHF? Yeah. Paul, <laughs> uh, your pick. Your, your uh, pick. This will tie into, because Turnaround is fair play, uh, I, I solicited your Booster Gold pick. You solicited my Renee Montoya pick. Uh? For the question. Uh, uh, also from 52. Yeah, but Savage is back is the question. Why would you want to get I, rid of him? Because I I really like Renee yeah, Montoya I, I hear like you. leading on that legacy. And the new DCU, the rebirth of DC Universe, is all about legacy again. Where is your JLA? Yeah. <laughs> oh, J- JSA, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's crying. He took his headphones off. He's weeping in the corner, folks. What a sad, what a sad schmuck. I'm so sad that GSA is still not GSA. But Renee Montoya might <laughs> help bring that all back. Why? Because How? she's the question. She has nothing to do with it. Yeah, uh, but that would be the question, wouldn't it be? Uh. Ah. So uh, they're gonna name up the bar puzzles. Acting. Acting. <laughs> Uh, and here's my uh, my pick is going to be well, the nobody l- cared about my pick apparently they're like no, I, no. It's, I, good. it's a good pick I, th- I thought we were going to talk about Renee Montoya for a bit uh, I, think she's I can great. see that no I can see this definitely be a thing too because we are getting a Batwoman book and those mm-hmm. characters do have a history so yeah uh, I would was- love to see more Renee in the not just the Bat books but the DC universe as a whole like. And I think she's I, better served as the question than just a beat cop. Well, yeah. Uh, the G- I mean, because there's a, no it longer... Was a natural, it was, really was a natural progression for that character. And there's no longer... Like, if they had a Gotham Central still going on by Greg Rucka, uh, then, yeah, I would be happy with that. But I know that comic books, how they are right now, if you're not a superhero, you're nothing. So... And- but that's what I liked about Renee Montoya is because she had been a character that was so established in the DC history, in the Batman books, and then and also in the, like the animated series, the animated series, and then like Gotham Central, like you knew who she was just as a person, and then like here she is dealing with that bullshit that is 
like the superhero hero universe. And that was a great like point of entry. Like it just it worked so well for that character. And I would love to see that again. And I don't think they could pull that off with anybody else because we don't have any civilian like like person on the street characters anymore. Like everyone is somebody at this point. And yeah. I she was the question for almost eleven years. Like two thousand wow. two thousand six is when fifty two started and we got her as the question. Mm-hmm. Like it went from May to May. So it's ten years for that character. I think it's time for me to read fifty two again. That's so good. Cover to cover. It's yeah. right there. It's right there. I have it I have it in stacks next to my bed. Uh yeah. No, uh, Renee is a great character. Uh, mm-hmm. It is, and she she really is our question because mm-hmm. we really didn't care about the question until he died. We we liked him sure. in the car uh, in the cartoon series. Yeah, but Unlimited. that cartoon uh, that series was basically ha- happening hand in hand. Yeah, it was that. after the fact, you know. And then you and you didn't really pay attention to that character mm-hmm. until. You read about that character, and you're like, oh, the question's great. And then you read, then you watch the cartoon, and you're like, eh, question's great. And that voice for the question is always the voice I'm going to read the question at. Yeah, same. Uh, uh, I can't think of his name. But yeah, he was... Um, no, he's the question. Don't give me a real-world name, because I don't freaking care. Really? I, you, dude, you wouldn't want to watch a reanimator they, with him in it? No. No, uh, you know you why? Wa- because you he's the wa- question. You wouldn't want to watch The Frighteners, where he's the oh, yeah. crazy... He's the crazy he's the crazy investigator. FBI, uh, FBI agent. Oh. I cannot think of his name. Damn it. Oh, this is going to kill me. i got to look it up. Now every time I read that book, I'm going to think of Frighteners, which is a great movie. I enjoy yeah, that There's movie nothing wrong with thinking about thre- uh, Frighteners. <laughs> Except when I'm thinking about the question, and I don't want to think about that guy. Uh... John was going to do his pick next, and I interrupted him. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Uh, my pick is going to be, which is going to be one of the uh, Jeffrey Combs. That's his name. So Jeffrey Combs, Jeffrey Combs. comic book character uh, that I know so well. This year, there's going to be a big relaunch of the Legion. Doesn't let of, anything part of the Legion of Superheroes with the search for Saturn Girl, and I hopefully it's a care. It's a, a thing that we've never cared about. Hopefully, maybe yeah, this it's, might it's tough. Relaunch it in a way that you actually might like these characters. I didn't mind Lightning Saga. Lightning Saga was a good introduction, but where? Well, did that's it, because it was a flashbook. Where yeah. Where did it go from there? Nowhere. Just, yeah, it went nowhere. And they had great things like um, when the like the president of the universe. It turned out to be Rachel Ghoul, and the Legion of Superheroes had to go against them. Like, they've had some good storylines here or there, but it's never been anything that I've read. It's always been stuff that I've read that people said, like, this is the greatest Legion of Superhero story. Yeah. Dream Girl shows up in Star Starman, too, right? Uh, a couple, of, I think a couple yeah. of them do. Yeah. We had Is st- that the, the woman with, like, the wings? No, no, that's Dawnstar. Yeah. Okay. Jeepers so I, Creepers. Never been. I did not know I knew this much about the Legion of Superheroes. I am in awe of myself. But I, I only know like Cosmic Boy, Lightning Lad, and Saturn Girl because those are like, the three big ones. You know Bouncing Boy. Uh, and Brainiac. Oh, yeah. Brainiac 5. Yep. And Matter okay. Matter Eater Lad. Yes. Who can eat anything. Yeah. I had That's his true. I had his playing card, his card for, you know, one of those tops. Who's DC the animal collection. one? 
The one that's able to basically do what Vixen does. Uh, it's like Wolf with like yeah. two Vs or something <laughs> stupid. Something. Uh, anyways, I, they're gonna be trying to bring those guys back this year, and I'd like to see. I'd like to see where there is a fan group out there that love it. And then they are the first ones to complain when the stories are awful <laughs> because, well suited, you're fans of the thing and people mm-hmm. are butchering it. Hopefully, this is something I can get behind because I, I love when there is a fan group out there that I don't understand and I want to be able to be caught up in that and go, mm-hmm. okay, I get it. Yeah, awesome. I think that the Legion of Superheroes, and this is just for me, like this is what I would want. It needs to be like a Gerard Way Doom Patrol type situation. Characters I've never ever care about, but then you put that like a creator on there that just has like a completely different take on it that just points out just like no, this is different. Like this isn't normal. Like these are superheroes from the 30th century. Like that's cool. Like this is weird, right? Mark, I would like Mark to- Wade needs to write it. it, it <laughs> See, I would- I, I'm going to disagree with you and. That's because Mark Wade is such a fanboy of like every comic book character that's ever been made. I think everything that he would do would just be so referential, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. And just, w- we wouldn't get it though because yeah, it'd so be so based off of what happened before that it wouldn't stand out to me. Like it uh, needs to be like that, com- like that all new, all different take on it. Like that would be I'm like afraid, okay, whoa, it, this is this is cool. I get it now. I get it. I'm afraid of that because I'm afraid they would go, oh, kid soldiers. And we're going to investigate how these kids become like the soldiers on the front lines. And I can see that because Mark Wade's written like The Shadow and The Phantom. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to read those like 40 pulp books that he's like written. And I'm like, these aren't great. But then again, I get like Archie, which I never thought I would enjoy. And he does a great job on Archie and Daredevil. Like, Mm-hmm. Again, with that, like bringing back the fun. So, I don't know. It, I I would need a good. You need a good writer, and like Chris yeah. was saying, like even like a Charles Soule or who, Gerard, who, Way. Gerard Way, whoever. Like those guys. Hopefully, if I saw Gerard Way on it, I'd be like, I don't think I'll understand the book. Yeah, that's not for you. It's not. For that's me. not for you. Yeah, I I can understand that. Like that's not for you, but. Mm-hmm. He, he he has like that appreciation for comic books, but then just that kind of yeah irrelevant fan, that that fan look at it that's just like so far removed that it can work yeah but yeah I I'd like to I'd like to see that succeed mm-hmm. for the fans I might not be a fan but I would I'd like to see it for succeed no I notice you didn't say X Factor for that for the fan <laughs> the. The one fan. The fan. Uh, so, Chris, last one is to you. See, and this is tough for me because I picked a character that I know is always going to be around. Not ever going to be a thing. Like, I had a little bit left. Go ahead, Chris. Are you drinking more of the triminic beer? Yeah, yeah, we are. We were just like daring. We were daring ourselves to drink it. I almost reached for it as the beer drink. Let's see. Well, we're going to find out. <laughs> Chris, keep talking and Take we'll... A sip. Okay, um... Because my original write-in was Nightwing. Um, and I think a lot of that was just tied to the fact that I'm glad that Dick Grayson is once again... It's soft. ...appearing as mm-hmm. Nightwing in the book. Um, 
but that's that's nothing out of the ordinary. Like he's he's existed for like seventy five years now. He's probably going to be around for seventy five more. Uh, so I'm going to kind of tie this back over to something I used to read, and I I do miss reading it. And this was one of the casualties of going from being that weekly Wednesday reader where I'd go to the store. When I made the switch to digital, I stopped buying these books because they came out from Dark Horse Comics. Dark Horse required you to have a separate app, like website login, to buy their books, and you'd have to do it through that. First World Problems, I didn't, quote-unquote, have the time to deal with that, so I didn't. But this is going to be the Buffy and Angel books. The stuff from... Wait, 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 uh, wait. This isn't from DC Comics? This isn't isn't Nightwing? (laughs) I'm over here doing a beautiful mind with you right now. I'm, like, trying to... I I say, wait, because... Nightwing is going to be my pick, but he's he's always going to be around. Like you know, he was your pick last year. Was he really? Yeah, I, I was following the that. threads and I got lost. That was a year ago. But no, I I miss reading my Buffy the Vampire Slayer comic books, my Angel comic books. Mm-hmm. I I really want to get back into that. They're they're still coming out. I think Buffy's on like season eleven now. Angel's on uh, season eleven. I know that because I just read something on comic book resources. Like Thirteen. But I, I want to dip my toes back into these books and this universe because it was such a key like part of my like adolescent years. Like I loved watching Buffy. I loved watching Angel. This is what introduced me to like the larger scope of like nerd pop culture. I think. Chris, he, um, did I have I ever told you that I used to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer with my mom? Yeah, you did, and then you said it got really awkward, and then you never watched it anymore. <laughs> yeah, because it was the because of the first couple seasons, like they would have that like overtly sexual episode where we were what like in our early teens when that was coming uh, yeah, I out, was like right? 13, 14, and I'm like, I'm having feelings in my pants that I should not have right now. I'm because this because Mich- Sarah Michelle Geller is like undressing herself to Xander because he made a deal with a genie by burning a locket that (laughs) I I don't want to watch this with you mom anymore Uh, I'm sorry I I will say oh man you missed it when she bones uh, what's his name the angel and he no not angel spike spike and they totally destroy a house they bone so hard, they destroy a house from the inside, Paul. You should have watched that with your mom. I have not seen that one. Oh. Uh, to kind of, like, tie this back away from the creepy, but still <laughs> kind of creepy. Um, on all of my social media stuff, I only, like, follow friends and family. Mm-hmm. Sarah Michelle Geller is one of the only celebrities that I follow on Instagram because she just puts up, like, random day-to-day photos, and it's like, Oh, this is cool. I forgot she's married to Freddie Prince Jr. Like, it's weird things like that. Star of the awesome Wing Commander movie. I was going to say, you either say Wing Commander or nothing else. (laughs) Hey, he was a... I realize he's he's been in a lot of things, but... He was a creepy boyfriend and I... Wing Commander. I I remember what you did last summer. Yeah. I still know what you did last summer? Oh, no, he wasn't in that one. No, he was in the sequel. That's the one where he... He was like a creepy. He's like a creepy boyfriend in both of those movies. I haven't seen either one. Oh, maybe you missed out in life. There, I haven't seen any movies. of the screams either. You, yeah, you're all right. Okay. They just get worse and worse. 
but yeah, this is another kind of like big picture one. But uh, to boil it down to character, Buffy Summers. I I want to continue along that Buffy that Buffy path, and the book's still being written by uh, Christos Gage, who's been on it for the past few years now. And I mean, that's a name that you know we yeah. recognize on G.I. Joe, lots of Blackhawks. That's oh. why I picked up Blackhawks during our uh, New Fifty Two pick, our draft. G.I. Joe, he's he does very well on the licensed books. Not so much when he's just able uh, to he, do his he own. Some X Men stuff, I think, or it might have been like AVX. It was something that came out during that time. Yeah, I, I think it's something when it's he's. A, it's a name that we we commonly say, mm-hmm. and we always go like, "Oh yeah, no, this should be good." He's writing it. Oh, it's the Adventures Academy. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's move over to movies. So many. This movies. is this one's going to be really hard for me. This is going to be tough. And I'll, which I'll, one is giving you the hardest? I will tell you this: my list has no comic book movies. Wow. Uh, I figured we would probably be talking about those anyways with maybe your guys' picks, but I went I went off. Well, I went you off. always do, Mr. Nightcrawler. Yeah. My my and list of movies, movie. there's 16 movies coming out this year that I'm like, oh, I, I want to see that based off of what I already know about it. Like, this is just like, okay, stuff I want to see, not things that will, like, catch my interest later. Of those sixteen, eight of them are like okay. I would I would pay money at the theater to see this. Everything else is like I can wait for Netflix or like Redbox situation. Pay a dollar for it. Yeah, uh, Chris. I don't know. This might shock you, but there was twelve movies that I'm wanting to go see in <laughs> wow. the theaters. We like we had uh, a. There's a couple movies that I might go see twice. We have a, we had a little bit of a technical difficulties. Um, before the show started, yeah. and there was a moment where Paul and I were like, well, if we can't get this thing to work, um, we'll have to do a not episode. And Paul was like, let's do it about movies. We'll tell Chris sorry. We'll cut it from January. Look forward. I got so many movies to talk <laughs> so about. So many movies. So, uh, that is insane. It's insane for Paul to be like, I got so many movies. I couldn't cut. I cut down my list to six. And these six, I'm still like, I can't. Like well, listen. It's only it was painful cutting it's it down. It's only eight forty. Maybe we do a quick not episode after this to talk more about. You have to drive home. I, pff, I'm I don't home. have to work tomorrow. Chris, are you home? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm home. Okay, it's well, only eight forty. I will pick uh, for like the ones that I'm going to see in the theater. I'm going to pick the ones that we're not going to be talking about <laughs> for the next year, anyways. Like Star Wars Episode Eight. Like, yeah, I don't have to say I'm looking forward to that one. Like, it's like that's yeah, number one on the list. Yeah, yeah, with a bullet. Been. Everybody knows it. I, it's it's number one, and I figured, you know, I wrote down six movies. I'm like, okay, the ones that nobody else mentions, I will mention. But I think everybody's going to mention my six. I, I'm okay with everyone going in with this. This mind frame. Because, yeah, you know, we're going to talk about stuff like, just like MS Thor. We're going to yeah. talk about Spider-Man. Like, Those were two that John and I talked about before <laughs> the show. I'm like, I have six movies. One of them is not Spider-Man. The other that is not on this list is Thor. It is crazy. So my number three... Yeah, let John go first because he's going to pick some movie that we exactly. didn't even know about. So I I am a person who does enjoy the Mighty Boosh. 
Uh, and Julian Barrett, who is one of the co-writers, actors of that, uh, had a um, a movie where they they gave him a huge standing ovation. They love this movie at like every film festival that happened. It's going to be coming out in 2017, and this is called Minehorn. Uh, where he plays a former secret agent with a bionic eye that lands a private detective's job on the island of Man. And oh, it has Cape like, Carson has a cybernetic eye. It has an yeah. eight it has an eight point two out of ten on like IMDB. Like, Paul, just open up the other beer. Don't drink it. Okay, I guess I'll get another one too. <laughs> just go look, go grab the go grab it. Uh and it's called a mind horn. It's called mind horn, which is like okay. His I wasn't a fan of Mighty Boosh. I never like really tried to get into it, but like what I saw, I was just kind of like, oh okay. It's weird. It was like Tim and Eric. Like it was just yeah, like it's too weird. weird to be weird, and it didn't catch me. It's it's um I I, I watched it. I'm rewatching it now because I saw that this movie was coming out, and I was like, oh Mighty Boosh, and it's on Hulu now, so I'm rewatching them. And I do enjoy them. They're weird. They're odd. I love quirky and surreal. Like I have, I always have a place in my heart for that. And um, but I I enjoy Julian Barrett and other things that I've seen outside of the Mighty Boosh. But this just sounds kind of fun. And the picture of him, he's got a patch over his eye, and it's got like a little laser coming out. And uh, well, you didn't get glasses, Paul. Oh, glasses are right next to me. What am I drunk? Always uh, glasses in the. It's always glasses in the banana stand. And it just—it seems fun. There isn't a trailer out yet, but the fact that it has such a huge star rating, uh, I've read a couple reviews and people were talking about how great it is. I'm looking forward to this. I think it's going to be something that all of a sudden people are going to be talking about this movie when it comes out. The Mighty Bush. Mindhorn. Oh my. Chris. Mindhorn. Um, kind of piggybacking off of that, my movie is also something I'm hoping is going to be a lot of fun because the first movie is a lot of fun. And we actually saw this in the theaters, but this is Super Troopers 2. <laughs> uh, this is a crowdfunded movie. Back in March last year, they put up, uh, I don't remember if it was like Kickstarter or like GoFundMe or something, but they were looking for the money to actually go ahead and fund Super Troopers 2, and this is Broken Lizard, the comedy troupe that did, um, was it Beard, Beard Trip, Beer Salt? I can't remember. Beer Fest. <laughs> Beer Fest. I like this movie. I don't own it, though, so I haven't seen it in a while. I own um, it. Wink. I don't know what that <laughs> means. Uh, Super Troopers, it was like a cultural phenomenon. Like, this thing kind of came out of nowhere and I really thought that Broken Lizard was going to kind of be the next like National Lampoons because they were coming out with like a bunch of different movies like all very different but you kind of see like a common thread between them just with like the wackiness and the fun and then they kind of faded but Super Troopers 2 yeah I'm, I'm there within 24 hours they reached the 2 million dollars that they wanted to make this movie and it had already been greenlit uh so whenever this does come out, I don't think we have a solid release date for it yet. But yeah, I, I will spend the money to go see Super Troopers. Uh, yes, definitely. This is one they, they've been teasing. There's It's going to be an all-star cast because so many people are like, 
I have to also be in this. I'll do whatever, like whatever side character you need me. But yeah, it's it's great. I, I have to say, like, Super Troopers um, and Beer Fest are probably their best movies. I do enjoy... So, like, the, the kids getting murdered one was yeah better than I thought it was going to be. It, um, oh, I can't, I can't think of that one, but... Uh, Club Dread. Club Dread. But, like, Slam and Salmon is awful. Uh, the movie that uh, Puddle Cruisers, which inspired them to do Super Troopers, I watched Puddle Cruisers. It's about college kids. I don't understand how that connects to Super Troopers. Um, but, yeah, like, down in history, Super Troopers and uh, uh, Beer Fest will go down as their their best movies. Yeah. As much as I love to see this movie, I also have a little bit of a fear, but I will go see it in the theater. It's it's going to yeah. be an all cast, all celebrity, all cast cabaret of craziness. Um, yeah, I, I definitely this is definitely in my top ten list of things going on hmm. that I'd want to see. Paul. <laughs> I would. I, I, I tried to get mine out when Paul was gone because I was like, yeah. Paul will have nothing to say. About <laughs> I, this. I, I do because I have not seen Super Troopers yet. You've or, never really? Seen Super Troopers? <laughs> I've never seen. I saw that two to three times in the theater. What are you saying, meow? Are you saying something, meow? That's uh, all I know about, about that movie. People talked about. Yeah, it. exactly. Uh, so my number three, I'm going to go with the movie that Kate has agreed that she'd go see in the theaters with me. And we're both excited about it. And Chris, this might be one stranger than you seeing a movie twice. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast. It is exactly Beauty and the Beast. And this is on my list, but I didn't want to talk about it because I knew we would talk about it at some point. Whether it was like Kate saw, uh, I made her watch the trailer, and she's like, "No, I'm super interested in seeing that. Like, we're going to see that when it comes out, right?" And I'm like, "Yep, we got gift cards." That we've been sitting on for years for no reason because we just don't go to the movies together, and I partially blame that on me because one of our first dates we went to see Pearl Harbor together. <laughs> <laughs> Bad choice. Bad choice on Paul's part. Uh, that's an awful movie. That was an awful movie, and it was an awful movie to sit through on one of your first dates with your then future wife. Uh, I took a... Uh, well, it's like I always say, you make it through Pearl Harbor, you can make it through anything. <laughs> thing, I think, like, any girl... Aside from my wife, the first movie I'd go and see with them would be a bad movie, <laughs> and we would break up. Uh, first movie I saw with my wife, uh, Fourth Date, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's also when we held hands for the first time. Ooh. Wait, holding hands is a... Uh, yeah, because the next date we had, like, five-hour makeout session. Oh, okay. Well, but it led to that. So, five-hour makeout session is the... Uh, I can't even do the my, Mr. May. My Guardians of the Galaxy story is I saw it, and then I was excited for someone I worked with to go see it, too. And he went to see it when he was high, <laughs> and then he came back the next day and was like, Yo, I don't know what happened, but I loved it. <laughs> He's like, I have to go see it again. I was like, Yeah, you do. It's really good. You didn't remember any of it, though. But anyways, Beauty and the Beast, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Beauty and the Beast. It just looks. 
the one thing that Kate and I always complain about with the animated Beauty and the Beast is like Disney like being like, oh, cool CGI, let's just add it. Just like the main like musical scene, let's just have CGI, and it well, kind of ruins at that. Time, look. Though, like CGI was like brand new, like computer generated animation was like something fresh that was only being used for like advertisement. So using it in, like a feature like animated movie was like. Uh, Chris, so, you know the very first Disney film to feature CGI. Though. Yeah, it was Dinosaur. No, Great Mouse Detective. Oh, sorry. Dinosaur was the first all CGI. CGI. You're right, right. Sorry, right. I'm sorry, Chris. Sorry, triv- trivia. Yeah, because we got to bone up on our trivia for you know a podcast episode coming up later. You I, know the episode. You know the but movie then, that featured CGI for the very first time from Disney. Also featured nudity. Oh yes, because of, no, no, that was uh, Rescuers with the. Is that what you said? No, no. Great Mouse Detective, the cogs on oh. in uh, Great Mouse in the clockwork scene was uh, CGI. Mm. I don't know what I missed, but you, I I we I took the growler of the beer that Paul and I are drinking now out to Paul's wife to make her try it. And what did uh, she liked it? Yeah, it's nice. so good. It's a freaking no, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Emma Watson as Belle. Perfect casting. The Beast yeah, I, as I love, The Beast. <laughs> so good. I, I love Emma Watson. I mean, I'm just happy I'm getting Hermione as Belle, two of my all-time favorite like pop culture characters. Basically uh, being the same person now is fantastic. But the more and more like I'm looking forward to this movie, the more I'm like, man, Luke Evans as Gaston is going to be awesome. Oh, it's going to be so good. Mm-hmm. And uh, Olaf, the... Uh, Josh Gad. Josh Gad. As uh, Lumiere or not? Yeah, no, he's LeFou. Uh, Lefou. Lumiere is Lumiere. Uh, Ewan uh, McGregor. Yeah, and then um, and then Cogsworth his... is being played by, by Jude... me. No, no, I'm sorry. I Ewan McGregor and Jude Law always crisscross paths in my mind. All I know is Lumiere. Uh, I am Cogsworth. Like, if you guys want to figure out which is, you keep character telling I am. us that, and we, I don't see it. You don't <laughs> see that, like. The guy that's always nervous about like following the rules and you and McGregor being okay is uh, with everything. is Lumiere, and then Ian, Sir Ian McKellen. Yeah, Ian McKellen is closer. Stanley Tucci is Cadenza. Oh, is who? Cadenza. Cadenza. Kevin uh, Klein Emma Thompson too. as Mrs. Potts. This is a fantastic. It's, cast. A, it's a great cast. I'm very excited yeah. to watch this. I know I will be in the theaters to see this because. Kate, my beautiful and lovely wife, wants to see this in theaters. So uh, uh, it's not often to get into the movies. I'm very excited for this movie, and it's just—it's a tragedy that the more I think about the actual animated Beauty and the Beast, the more I dislike it. Because there's so much stuff to that movie that when you start thinking about it, you're like, oh, this is terrible. Well, don't watch Crack.com videos. <laughs> no, a lot, I mean, a lot of the stuff that's appeared on Crack is stuff that I've always felt anyways. But the stuff that gets me now is, like, it's a little bit deeper than, like, they go on Crack. We're like, okay, sidebar conversation. I'm sorry, everyone. You're subject to this now. Chip. Mm-hmm. He is a teacup. Right. Who was once a child, or right. was he? 
He was fun. They've already they've already said they have been sealed in that castle for ten years as whatever they are. So the beast mm-hmm. is the beast. Lumiere is now a candlestick. Mrs. Potts is a teapot. Everyone's what they are. Okay. When they get turned back into humans at the end of that movie, uh huh. Chip doesn't look like he's ten. He's probably about like six or seven. Like he looks like a little little kid. No, he well. So, okay. so I'm listening. So during the song, something there. Mm-hmm. When they talk about there's something there that wasn't there before, Chip wants to know what's there, Mama. That's and Mrs. Potts is like, I'll "Tell you when you're older." That kid has no idea of the birds and the bees or what boning is because he spent his entire life as a teacup who's being made to sleep in a cupboard. He has no semblance of humanity to him. Right? Disservice done to disservice done to him as like Mrs. Potts. Like she did not raise that child right. Or if he was a kid before they made the switch, maybe he just looks young. I'm terrible at guessing ages. I don't know. I'm thinking right, the so, Okay, so if he's a little kid, all right, you're saying like what he's somewhere between six and ten. He he looks he looks little, but I'm I'm a bad I'm a bad all estimate. Right, okay, of that. but so here's the thing: is like, are they all like? Yes, they're like growing, but they're not growing. They're not. They're aging. No, they're like they're. But they're going to stay at. the same. So. If this kid is kind of staying the same, and it's not like he's going to be like, oh my god, look at that teacup, I want to get This kid hasn't that. learned anything over the past ten years, though. Like, yeah, but he he's not his, He's this. not having, like, hormones, like, boop, boop, I need to bone, put some coffee in me, I like it all. Like, that's not <laughs> happening. He's just like, I'm a cup. Hey, everybody. But he has an cup. idea of what life was like before he became a teacup. Though. Yeah, but like, And it, then his are, mom's like... Fuck it, Chip. Go sleep in the cupboard. You as don't a, get a bed as anymore. As a six-year-old, were you like, hubba hubba, look at those jugs. Yes. The first time I remember having an erection was during Bible, an American tale. <laughs> that's. I can understand that. But that's weird. I, I I understand like that those things popping up, but I didn't, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't like, I don't, Paul missed that too. But I wasn't like, I got a hump and grind. I just was like, hey, no, also, this Carter is happening. What would you say? Also, Linda Carter, Wonder Woman. But it like at the same time, like, were you really thinking about like humping things? What are we talking? About? We are. Still, I, I was, we're still talking about Chip. So. Chip. Yeah. Okay. Podcasting weird turn. I Paul, apologize for it. In here, here we go. First time you got an erection that you remember. <laughs> Chris already said his. Oh, it was definitely during uh, Price is Right. Bob Barker's Beauties. How old? Where? Age frame. Age frame. Uh, nine, ten. Nine, ten. I I didn't know what it was at that time, and I was just like, you're just concerned. like, hey, it, this this knocked the plate of cookies off my lap. <laughs> What? I, this knocked... No, as if I... No, no, I was just like... I went to the bathroom, like... Just kind of like, <laughs> what the hell is this? What is happening? And I didn't talk Whoa, about it. one dollar, Bob. <laughs> I'm like... I tried to pee because I thought I really needed to pee. Mm. Not... It wasn't like a sexual thing. It was just like a... Now I know it's just a blood flow <laughs> thing. But at that point, I was like, were really flowing. Very like, oh man, they got that, they got that couch right. Uh, the price on that couch. Yeah. No, it was still just falls to this day though. Yeah. Uh, the other time that I really noticed a direction was uh, this is horrible. 
uh, I was knocked off a teeter totter, <laughs> and I fell like straight on myself. <laughs> I was so sore. <laughs> John, I love. John has a mouthful of beer <laughs> that he could not swallow. <laughs> I still got some up my nose. <laughs> And sore. <laughs> oh, I don't know why I find this so funny. It was like first grade. I went up to my teacher, <laughs> and then and then Paul was like, "Did you see?" And pointed to it, and the teacher was like, "I saw." <laughs> Pretty much, Chris. It's like you were there. It's like, never mind. Just go play. It was like, looking back, I can understand. Was was your teacher Mr. Tetsu from the original Ninja movie? Go play. No, it was a it was a girl teacher, female teacher. But I I can imagine like how awkward it must have been for her, because she must have been like right out of college too. Like I, it was a younger teacher. I'm just I'm just thinking like, of like adult Paul dressed up like a little kid and like falling, like, the falling. little hat with like the propeller on the yeah, top. Yeah, but then he's just like just ridiculously like the thing goes up and he's like, uh oh, and then he's like, oh, I fell on my boner. Like I don't, he's like got a German accent. I fell on my boner. <laughs> like that's why I was losing it. Like I just saw you like in later who's and falling off a teeter totter. Oh, oh my god. I almost died. <laughs> too many <laughs> This episode, too many personal stories. That's for you. Yeah. I'm yeah, not gonna Beauty drink and the that. Beast. <laughs> uh, oh, you oh. spat that out. I, I I'm not drinking it either. Mouth, but other sidebar to this. Perhaps there's a chance that Chip was conceived after Mrs. Potts had already been a tea kettle. That raises too many questions, and that's why Mrs. Potts is like, I'll tell you when you're older. Well, here's the thing, too, is what you can think about is he was a normal kid. He's got a chip in his head, yeah. so he's, like, you know, m- mentally challenged. Also, there's no interaction for this kid. <clears throat> yeah, there's no other cups that he's talking to. Yeah. No, oh, there's, there's other cups. Yeah, but are they his cups, family? Not- you, you've seen the Beauty and the Beast, like, uh, part where they're uh, be our guests, like, I've never really all seen those that. plates and everything are alive. They're I've never really have seen faces, the movie. but they move on their own. You guys are gonna make me go dark. Uh, no, go dark. Okay. Uh, you almost what? gave me a heart attack. Let's go, buddy. No, this is this is not funny. Dark. This is dark. Dark. Uh, <laughs> when kids are raised, my, I I'm have dead. <laughs> yeah, like no, that's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, I have two cousins. They were adopted from uh, Bulgaria, and they were basically raised for their. Uh, six and seven, or uh, six and eight, first years of life. I thought you were going to say they were raised for organs, but go ahead. Uh, as I or- thought that he was they were orphans, uh, and they were they, raised. At that point, you call them organ orphans. Yeah, <laughs> orphans, uh, pretty much. Uh, they were raised in a home, you know, in a just an orphanage. Bulgarian orphanage. Yes, a Bulgarian orphanage. So very little human contact. Very little, like, actual raising. It's just, like, feed them, like, let them go out to play, bring them back in. Put them out to the pasture. (laughs) Pretty much. And bring them back in. Uh, 
emotional development is so stunted at that point. Like, they had a hard time adjusting to actual society, like, actually interacting with people. Like, so, are these the kids that ripped down your shelves? No. Oh, okay. No. These are the kids that... It's, no, I'm not going to go there, because it is... Okay. You, you brought this up. You... Uh, yeah. You I, I brought it there. The story. Like, don't you, ask me to go further than I'm where I'm, I'm going. I'm sorry that I'm asking questions because I don't know where this is going. Uh, just, why don't we just end it here and we'll talk about okay. our next movie pick? They, they are so emotionally stunted. They were like 12 and 8 at the time, but emotionally they were 3 and 4 yeah. when they were adopted. Like, So Chip, growing up without like emotional contact or human contact, like, yeah, he can have 8 years... Right. Somebody was drinking out of him. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but I'm saying that being a teacup could could emotionally stunt you quite a bit. Because it happens in humans. I'm sorry, I'm going to go back to the beginning of this conversation. They were like turned into whatever they were for ten years. When they turn back, Beast is like He's an adult. Right. Him and Bella are ready to get down. He was a kid when they were, when he, like, answered the door and the Enchantress was there. So they have aged. He has aged. He's been growing as an animal. <clears throat> this guy's been a teacup. Yeah. Listen, this is a weird thing for us to get <laughs> okay. stuck on. We're at hour 45 minutes in. All right. Movie two. I went first. Paul went last Chris goes first. Mm-hmm. I already I went second. Okay, so I go first now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my next movie that I'm looking forward to that we probably won't talk about because of what it is. Lego Batman. Nope! I had that on my list. Lego Batman looks like it's a lot of fun. I mean... I deserve this. <laughs> movie that... Paul, oh, we can share movies. It's okay. Yeah. No, no. I have other stuff, too. I have six. Okay, so we'll say Paul's going to go again. We'll round robin it. Uh-huh. So, Paul, you can talk about Lego Batman, and I will piggyback. Uh, this just looks like the Star Kids' amazing uh, Lego Batman, or the holy musical Batman, made into a cartoon version of the Batman series. I feel like they stole it from him. They're... For whatever reason, I said this during uh, a preview of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, like, to Erica. Like, I don't know why, but... Nobody knows who Erica is, but us. Well, we know, because we mentioned her earlier. Did we? Go ahead. In this episode, uh, where we're watching Rogue One, and the preview comes on for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I'm like, I don't know why this is funny, but it just works. And everything in the Lego Batman... uh, trailers just works like robin ripping off his pants and being like yeah now i'm free now i'm moving let's let's go batman let's get grooving amazingly fun batman eating the lobster like oh yeah i deserve this great like everything about this movie is just everything in the previews is just hitting me exactly right where i'm like yes this is a movie i need to see chris your opinion your opinion now, Chris. Okay, thank you. Are we on the McLaughlin group? <laughs> well, you're sharing this, so I'm just making sure everybody gets their thing. It looks like it's a lot of fun. It has a great
Michael Cera as Robin. Like that's that's fantastic. Um, but the Lego, I, I don't want to call them adaptations, but aesthetic. Uh, yeah, that Lego like aestheticized version of stuff. The Lego Star Wars Droid Tales cartoon that they had on Disney XD last year was fantastic, and they did each movie as its own episode. And it was when C three PO was telling uh, like the Ewoks the story of like where they've been. Like he went all the way back to Episode one and then continued on. And one of my favorite parts of it is when they're on Tatooine. It was in like Episode four, New Hope. And Ben Kenobi's like, oh, I, I know Obi-Wan Kenobi because I'm him. I'm Ben Kenobi. And then Luke's like, you didn't change your last name? And then like <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi yells, I'm like, you didn't change your last name. <laughs> it was so dumb, but it made me laugh so much that like I rewound the TiVo of it. And like I just kept watching that part because it's so dumb. And the Lego stuff is so self-aware of what it is. It's made for kids, but they know that, hey, kids have to come from somewhere. Chip from Beauty and the Beast doesn't know this, <laughs> but the parents are going to be there as well. So let's put stuff in there that the parents are going to enjoy, too. And I think that's what we're getting from the Lego Batman movie is there's something there for kids. There's something there for the parents. And then there's stuff there for us as the 30 plus year old fans of everything that this is based off of as well. John, your thoughts? I would agree. Uh, this definitely looks fun. It, the trailer, when the trailer can make you laugh for a kids movie, that this is obviously not a kids movie. Mm-hmm. Like everything I've seen about this, it's not for kids. It's for twenty-year-olds. The really, adults are thirty-year-olds that are way too obsessed with Batman. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is something that we watched. My wife was laughing, and yeah, it's something that's definitely going to be on the list of things to see for this mm-hmm. year. Was that both your number twos? Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So my number two, I am a huge Agatha Christie fan. Oh. Uh, and we are getting a remake or a movie version of Murder on the Orient Express. This is directed by Kenneth Branagh, who is also playing Pierrot. Uh, and it Kenneth is Kenneth Branagh, who's done a lot of Shakespeare, and also done, Thor. He also did <clears throat> Thor, and then um, he was Gilderoy Lockhart. Yeah, oh. uh, but you have uh, Daisy Ridley, Johnny Depp. Uh, you have Penelope Cruz, Michelle Pfeiffer, Josh Glad, Kenneth Branagh, Willem Dafoe, uh, Michael Pena, Judy Dench. Like <laughs> this is a great cast. Uh, I didn't hear about this before. Derek Jacoby. Um, I mean, it, it just goes on and on with, you know, English actors and everything. Kenneth Who's Bron- Jacoby? Huh? Who's Jacoby? Um, Derek Jacoby? I'll show you a picture. You'd know exactly. I'll know who exactly he is. Yeah, but I, I enjoy, because I remember watching, like, The Orient Express on, like, PBS, like, Masterpiece uh, Theater. Derek Kobe is playing Edward's Masterman. Mm. Um, but then, like, when you see his face, you'll know exactly who he is. And I always feel bad that I haven't read any of the novels. I read the no, Ten yeah. Little Indians or whatever it was mm-hmm. called. Yeah. yeah, Ten Little Indians, Ten Little Soldiers. Um, and it was good. 
he was the old uh, Derek Jacoby was the old master. Okay. That didn't know he was the master. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, just telling Paul who that is. But Murder on the Orient, um, as well as Death on the Nile, uh, two of my favorite Agatha Christie's next to Ten Little Indians. Um, when I saw that this was getting made, I like was like, ooh, like piqued my interest. And then when I saw Kenneth Branagh was making it, I said, oh, this is going to be a great film. Um, so yeah, all star cast, great story. Yeah, uh, it's I feel almost it's almost too bad that I know the story and I know the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I want to see how it goes, and I'd love to see Kenneth Branagh even playing Pierrot. Like, all right, yeah, okay, I'm there. Yeah, I don't know how he will be. Because I'm so masterpiece theater Perot. Right, that Belgian French character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, with the little mustache uh-huh. and, everything. and the bald head. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah. Well, he's got like a comb over. Yeah. He's. Uh, yeah, that guy, that, uh, I can't think of that actor's name, but yeah, that guy is Perot in my head. Mm-hmm. I was a little taken back when Kenneth Branagh was going to play him, but that's only yeah. because I project what I know mm-hmm. of. Perot. And it only took until Chris said that Guilfrey Lockhart was. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh, because I would never have gotten there. Uh, that I would be like, wait, that can't be Perro. <laughs> He's too much of a pretty boy. Too much of a pretty boy. Uh, uh, Gilderoy Lockhart is the prettiest of pretty boys. I mean, mm-hmm. he won like Witches Weekly's most enchanting smile. Ten weeks in a row. And when he, when he smiles, it sparkles. Uh, so, John, you... you End this. Just end. I start. start I start yeah, the start. last round. Yeah, snake it. Uh, I was incredibly surprised two years ago that I loved the movie John Wick. Uh, it is an action movie that I could watch over and over and over again. But when you tried to watch Jack Reacher, oh, Jack Reacher's awful. Yeah, it's really bad. Uh, so I am ex- on the plane. I, I, I kind of like you, you're watching. Oh my god! I was like. It was so bad. And then I was invested in it. I put so much time that I was like, oh, I'll just keep watching. I started watching Clemson versus Alabama. <laughs> and that was a great game. Uh, I'm happy I watched it. But John Wick, uh, number two, coming out this year. I'm looking forward to it. I've kind of been following a lot of the information about this and watching like Keanu Reeves do his uh, gun shooting range stuff like the people who have worked with him for the first john wick and this one like they're like he's like an animal like he's one of the best sharpshooters we've ever trained Mm -hmm. and then they show him doing like switching between four different guns on a tactical Mm -hmm. range thing shooting everything it's amazing um they say the key is sadness sadness yes (laughs) he's a very sad man uh this movie looks it, it looks good. It looks just like the first one. Shoot 'em up action, crazy good. Uh, I am. I. It's one of my top movies to see this year. Um, just for how much, and I didn't realize how much I liked the movie till it was like on HBO, and I could watch it over and over again. And I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, John Wick number two. Chris, I still haven't seen the first one, but it's something that I do want uh, to look into because. I passed up on it because I was like, oh, Keanu, Keanu Reeves, Reeves action movie. I don't need to see speed or chain reaction again. Like, I'm okay. Uh, no, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. It's, I, it's Chris, seriously, 
next time you're in the mood for an action movie, pick it up to watch. Like okay. it's it. It's it's it nails it. I heard he's very upset because somebody kills his dog. In the first one, yeah. yeah. Second I one, can see that. Second one doesn't seem mm-hmm. that. He has another dog in he the gets, second one. He gets another dog. Uh, Chris, go ahead and pick your second because whatever I'm going to toss it up to you guys for my last because okay. it's well, whichever my, my one you want to pick. It yours, I'm pretty adamant in that. But uh, this is since we're talking about kind of fun uh, popcorn flicks, almost uh, Underworld Blood Wars. Oh, wow, it's already yeah. out in theaters. Is it? Yes. Did it come out already? Yes. Shit, I need to see this. It came out on Friday. Okay. I've, I've so it didn't working. come out 2007. Um, I was going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is this a 2016 pick? <laughs> no, the uh, last one came out five years ago now with Underworld Awakenings. And it was, the previous one was. Oh, and that was a stellar movie, by the way. Previous I, one it was like three years before that with. Uh, I can't remember if it was like. It was the Underworld, prequel. Like, Origins or whatever it was called. Yeah, but it was like, the you went back to the one. beginning of the battle between the Lycans and the vampires. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because I love the color blue, but everything about the Underworld movies just hits me right. Like, they're not great movies. I understand that. Mm-hmm. They will not win any awards besides, like, hey, most digitized and color changed to blue. And, steal, and stealing from The Matrix. <laughs> the Matrix, yeah. The Matrix. Uh, I, I really enjoy the Underworld movies. They're just... They're popcorn movies. It's something you can go see, sit down, enjoy. You don't need to think. You have nothing else that you need to kind of weigh it against because you're just going in to see vampires shooting guns at werewolves. Like, that's that's all it is. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm saddened to know that this is already out in theaters, but also excited because that means, like... You're on oh, Fandango man, like, right now buying your tickets. Your next maybe, day, maybe I need to go see this like your next day next off. Time I'm out of work early. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, Underworld Blood Wars. I enjoyed Underworld, the first one. I actually really enjoyed the prequel one, Rise of Rise the Lycans. Yeah, uh, that one I actually was like, oh wow, this is actually pretty good. Everything in between. Also, the one Kate Beckinsale was good, like too good to be in. Also, they're Every, they're uh, all done oh. by her husband. Uh huh. So yeah, that 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 prequel one, they hired the woman that looked just like her to be the. But she she looked enough like her. I get where. Yeah, I didn't see. Uh, but yeah, the other ones I ha- I didn't I didn't love. I saw the first one and then I pooped all over it at Denny's. <laughs> you did. You did take a big steaming shit, and it was all because they used the same kind of like transition, uh, transition from yeah. the Matrix, and they were in leather coats. Uh huh. You couldn't get past that. No, nope. you, you pulled it very well. <laughs> Uh, you know well, who it, didn't Paul it was Vacation Paul. <laughs> I love it, these movies; like, they're great. I've got to cheat again because for fun, just dumb action movie, it was either this or Resident Evil Final Chapter. Oh man, if you picked Resident Evil, I would have quit the show. <laughs> <laughs> I the Resident Evil movies—they're terrible. They're awful. I still have to see them. There's just something about you it. Don't, I don't know you, why. The first two are okay. They're awful. But they're awful, and you know it, and it's okay. The third and one, you're like, I, no, no, it came it's on gone, you at it's that gone point. too far. Yeah, I, I would say the first two are semi close to trying to be close they're, to the game. You're fighting in the mansion. 
and then you're finding out in town. Here's the thing is, every time they make these movies, they say it's going to be the last one, and then they make another one. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for this to get rebooted to be actually like the video games. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Chris. She goes back to the mansion in this one. Uh, but I, I still like to watch them. It's just, it's stupid, turn your brain off fun. Yeah. So, uh, guys, which one would you rather talk about? Star Wars Episode Eight, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, or Wonder Woman? Those are my three that are left on my list that I'm very excited about. Uh, all three I would uh, want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you don't need to say anything more about them because we'll probably talk yeah hugely we'll, when these yeah, movies we'll come have out. Episodes about them. Yeah, each um, and every one. Just also on my list of stuff that I figured, like, we might not talk about, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, I have and to... Despicable, Despicable Me 3. Wow. Okay. I didn't even see Despicable oh, Me 3. Oh, and fuck, I forgot. Jumanji. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have to say about the, the pirates, come on. Where's, some, where's the sexy mermaids? People didn't they like that, uh, they, that movie. They weren't that. very sexy mermaids, too, by the way. And they wait, were like when, in a when hole were they? in wait. the jungle. Wait, there were sexy mermaids in the Pirates movies? I missed yeah, that. Yeah, the last one. Number four. Oh. On Stranger Tides. Sexy Where, mermaids. I did not see the them. Movie. I did not see the sexy mermaids. It was like I the crux of the movie was them trying to get like a, the mermaid like back to civilization. And they're not sexy? No, they're sexy. Right. They also have like really sharp teeth. Like but, they uh, use like their mermaid wilds like lure you ooh, into the water, and then I they like eat wilds. You. But they they lured you into like a watering hole in the jungle. Like it was weird. Oh. Uh, so before we're gonna wrap up the movies, before we get into the beers, what well, like does anyone else have any honorable mentions? Like stuff that you want to see? Spider Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah. I, I, I figure we'll talk about like, that all, one. All the comic book movies yeah. are really the big push uh, there for me. Uh, Valencia and the Last Planet. What's that? What's that movie? Uh, it's the the one that by the guy that did. Um, I had the, the French director who did uh, Fifth Element. Fifth I can't Element. Think of his name. Yeah. Oh, guy. No. It's uh, like Valencia Le, and the Last Le Planet. Torres, director. This one looks. I'm, it, I'm looking up now because I can't remember. And it, also, God Particle, which is Luke the Benson. third in the uh, Luke Benson. Field. Luke Benson. Uh, yeah, he. This movie. It, it looks awesome. It's based. I think it said it's based off of a graphic novel or a anime. Yeah, when I saw that pop up, I was like, I've never even heard of this book before. Yeah, it. The visuals of this look like what's going to sell it. And I, I'm a, I love Fifth Element. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, his other movies that he's done are all very good. Uh, I believe Alien... For the Professional, right? Um, I think he did Is the... someone else? Yeah, he did The Professional. I believe he also did the first... Um, the uh, Limo Driver movie where he kicks a lot. What's his name? Transporter. Transporter. I think he did the first one of that. Uh, he did, um, yeah, he's done lots of stuff. Um, but yeah, Fifth Element, all of those movies, they're, they're great. And to have him go back to sci-fi, he nailed 
creating a sci-fi world in yeah. Fifth Element. So for him to go back to that, I'm I'm psyched. I'm ready. And just from the trailer itself, it looks great. Chris, Paul, did you find the name of the movie? No, no, but it's like Valencia and the last. Do, are you even looking it up? I am looking. What are it you up. on? Well, I am well, on comingsoon.com. Like, like, okay, why would you go to comingsoon.com? Dot net. Whatever it is. Sometimes you make me mad just uh, by your stupidity. Also coming out this year, the Dark Tower movie based oh, yeah. off of Stephen King's like original. Uh, I just started like, movie series. I just started reading that book. Oh, I I, kinda, See, I read the comic books when they were coming out, and they were like pretty good. But I didn't have any kind of frame of reference for it. I was about to ask people online, like, should I read this book? Because I do not have any. You would not, no, Paul. No, it's not for you. Oh, okay. I'm not. But like, it, I I can see where the book's going. Um, I'm not super thrilled, and I'm probably well. The first twelve book is like twelve chapters in. The first book is like one of his first books, and then he goes and writes all the other novels, and then he comes back to the Dark Tower series. And anyways, we're moving on because we got to finish up because I am now slurring. We are, uh, and yeah, we're going to be moving over to beers, but let's talk about our next beer, Paul. Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. <laughs> yes, based off the graphic novel. And that's coming out in July. Doesn't look bad, though. Yeah, and Uh, Luke Luke Benson, you're right, Chris. You you mm -hmm. nailed that guy. (laughs) Yeah, you did. Wow. You enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. Uh, But let's get into our final beer, Paul. This is, again, it's another one we cracked open from uh, Cigar City. This is another crawler, and this is something I did not have at the brewery, but I saw it on the list you, and yeah. I needed to have it. This was the one that you turned to me and was like, is there another Crowler you'd like to get? And I said, uh-huh. yes, the chocolate chip pancake brown ale. And this was Crawlered on 1-7, and we are now at one seventeen. so only 10 days later. And this has not lost any of the luster. Oh, my gosh. Um, it is like a Eggo waffle smothered in pancake syrup, not maple syrup. Pancake syrup. The nose is totally maple syrup on this, and then on the back end you get that little what, bit of chocolate. What, you get the you get a little bit of the chocolate there, but after you finished and it's just been sitting on your tongue, it tastes like pancake. Mm-hmm. It is one of those crazy feats of science. madness because it's mad there's science no way, in a bottle. It's no, there's no way this beer should taste like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I'd try that when we uh, when we were there. We no, don't. We this, didn't. This is one that we okay. just got as a growler. And um, Chris, if I could digitize my tongue right now and send this to you, I would. I would say the next day you have off, drive back there to try to get a pint of this because it is worth the drive to try it. It is uh, unlike the the citrus wizard, which was awful don't and triamenicky. This is something that would be worth the drive to try because it is so well executed. Uh, the flavor, uh, the flavors are there, and this is the one that when Paul's <laughs> wife came home, I left. I left the podcast. I didn't know what you guys were talking about, and I said like, "You need to try this." Uh, and made her do it. There's a little. No, nope, there's none in the can. We finished it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I'm not bringing any home to my wife. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's totally worth it. And, Chris well, and what was this one called again? Just this is chocolate chip pancake brown ale. Chocolate chip pancake brown ale. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. This It's a work of art. This is, is probably, uh, out of the things that we drank when we were down there, 
and the two the two other beers that we've brought home. This is probably the best thing from Cigar City that we had, next to maybe the highlight. Mm-hmm. This is delicious. Yeah, it's. I mean, it delivers everything that it says it's supposed to be. I am too far gone right now, and it's two hours into the episode, and we need to finish up. Yeah, that's fine. That's okay. Okay, we talked movies. Bring us up to our new beers resolutions. Chris, Ooh. didn't you? Were you going to open another beer? I was going to, but then we kept talking, and I didn't want to take a pause to go get something else. Oh. so I'm I'm okay. Are you sure? We'll, we'll take a pause. No, it's okay because I would just wind up drinking something else that I had in the the cabinet that I've had before. So that's fine. Hey, there's a there's a, a a slew of beers I brought you. Yeah, but go grab uh, one of those. I'm I'm saving those for when we. I'm giving you stink eye. Go else. go grab one of those. That's okay. I, I drank I brought, a Genesee Salted Caramel Porter the other ooh. day. How'd you like Fantastic. that? Fantastic. Yeah? It was really good. And then I drank the Saranac Caramel Porter after that, and I was like, this tastes just like like a, a lager. Like, this is just a beer. It's not. Yeah, it doesn't. Mm. Last I, year, I was so let down by it, but that Genesee Salted Caramel Porter, like, that was fantastic. And what got me was, like, that kind of dichotomy from having just, like, a Jenny, or like, a, like, <laughs> like cream a ale, Jenny cream ale. To, to that, because I, like... As soon as I took a sip of it, like, right off the bat, like, even on the nose, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, like I get, like, that kind of, like, salted aroma, like, it's a nice, sweeted malt, and then I I took a sip, and I was like, this is fantastic, like, it's a more drinkable version of the creme brulee. Like, I sat there, and I drank that bottle of the Jenny uh, salted caramel porter. I didn't feel bad about it. Like, I didn't feel like it was a sipper. Like, I could just sit there. I could enjoy it. Something like the Southern Tier, um, like Creme Brulee, like it's a sipper. Like you need to take your time with it. Mm-hmm. You wait on it for a year before you drink it, then it's fine. Or you wind up reducing it for some sort of like dessert or like salad dressing. Like you don't just go into that being like, I'm going to drink this whole bottle and go on with my day. Uh, I'm glad you liked it. Uh, no, I, 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 I really did. And that's why I gave it to you because I, I knew it would be something you would like. I felt <clears> bad, like. Because I wanted to give you shit when you went to like the Genesee like <laughs> brew house, like I forget what they what they're like what they called it. Like when you went there and like you were like trying stuff, I was like, oh my god! Like how many different types of water can you drink in an afternoon? Like, but when you came back and then you guys had like the beer on the podcast, and you're like, oh no, this is like really good. I was kind of I don't want to say humbled, but like it shut me up. Yeah, so I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, there- I can't talk shit because I I haven't had this and. I'm glad they do some different stuff at like the alehouse, but then I'm like, why don't they do different stuff why, yeah, all the why time? Why don't you use your footprint to like put this kind of stuff out there? And it makes me think of Labatt when they did their oh, <laughs> like, like the apple age, like the bourbon barrel age, like, and they were just like, eh, throw some Werthers in the beer. Chris, like, you said that the. Barrel eight, the bourbon barrel age wasn't that bad. You uh, liked yeah, all of them. I kept a bottle bad. just for you. It, it is still terrible. in my basement. When you but come up time, next time, you're you drinking drink that. it. I, I will drink it. I will drink it on the show. I'm okay with that. They weren't terrible, but at the same time, it was like you you have the resources to do whatever you want because mm-hmm. of your just regular like four point two percent bullshit beer. So uh, for anyone who you're does not. For anyone who who doesn't know, 
So Jenny Brewhouse is like one of the a mass market chain. You know, they just do like a, a Jenny, they, Jenny Light, Jenny, Jenny Cream you know, Ale, Jenny Lager, the Jenny Cream Ale, which is Jenny Cream Ale's. We voted it best yeah. bad beer. Um, um, they do some other beers. Their Jenny mm-hmm. Bach is huge. People yeah. are gonna are going crazy for it. It just got released. It's a goat. Um, but next to the Jenny Brewery, they uh, created the Jenny Brew House, which is all one guy brewing craft beer. Don't let him get hit by a bus. And he does. Uh, he's got a very small little brew house that he brews in. And he's brewing strictly for their tap room upstairs attached to the restaurant. Hmm. So you do have a couple of the Jenny on there, but mostly it's going for what this guy is craft brewing. And then once that guy, they have a favorite from that craft brewery, they then try to make sure that they can upscale it to mass produce it in the Mm -hmm. Jenny brew house. And when I did a tour there and I talked with the brewmaster, you know, he pretty much said that if it doesn't hit his quality coming out of that bass thing, they don't sell it. Oh, nice. And they flush it. And he's like, we've done several beers that we've been like, nope, it's not working. We can't upscale it from the small little tanks that I mm-hmm. brew in. Uh, so the things that do come out of there are... Um, Actually, really pretty good. I I love how you say that, listeners. He can't see it, but John says it very begrudgingly. It, He's like saying it out of the side of his mouth. The thing is, is like the the They're things pretty good. The things that they've come out with, I go okay. Yeah, it's those. Yeah, you have to be this. You to call yourself a craft brewer, you have to brew this well. Okay, and that's kind of where they're at. The you salt, must be this tall or taller to ride the ride. The salted caramel is probably one of the best things that they've produced. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was at the brewery, they did a black IPA, and they had aged it in bourbon barrels. Uh, it was it right was right up your alley. It was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried to warm it up in my hands because I thought it would get better in mm-hmm. my hands, and it got worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is something that they released. It was only for the tap room, and then with Wegmans, they released. Uh, it was a forty five dollar. 32-ounce ceramic growler that they mm. released with it. And uh, I guess it costs like $25, if not a little more, just for the ceramic growler that they had made for it. <laughs> so you were really paying for the growler when you paid uh-huh. that $45. But some of the stuff I've had, I, I, I have enjoyed. Like, they do do a good version. And I knew with Chris's taste profile that he would like the salted caramel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, that's... I uh, love darker beers. I tend to love the kind of like maltier, sweeter stuff, so, yeah. And I was going to give you two of those, um, but I figured this quote-unquote is the last year for the the caramel porter from Saranac, so I gave you that one. Uh, the thing I should have probably I, also packaged... To kind, of, I, to kind of circle back to that, because we didn't talk about it, so let down by that one. Because mm-hmm. Saranac kind of was that somewhat local like brewery that would put out like small Decent, batch stuff yeah. that we would drink and be like, wow, this is great. Like They should do more of this. And then they wouldn't. I drank that caramel porter and I was like, it, it, 
it's a lager with like a little bit more malt to it. Like there was nothing else to that beer. And I didn't know if it was like, it just didn't travel well. And like it had been sitting there for a little bit, or if that's just kind of how that beer was. See, the replacement for that beer is their s'mores. Mm. And the s'mores... S'mores it, is pretty good, though. It lands exact Like, it says s'mores beer, you taste it, and you go, this is like eating a... It's like they yeah. liquefied a campfire S'more. s'mores. Yeah. The only problem is, is they release it in January when it is a summer beer. Okay. Eh. You know? Because the yeah. when you want to drink that beer, yeah. it'd be on an, a summer night, you know? Mm-hmm. When you're thinking s'mores. So that's... Yeah, during late summer early and i was surprised that i saw it out again like i thought i got it in november but maybe i anyways new beer resolutions right new beers resolution that will finish us off other than death pool yeah uh so um paul Uh, are you we doing three no no i thought we were just doing one we're just doing one and i'm i didn't pick a brewery I just picked a new beer's resolution, and my resolution is to drink more, worry less. <laughs> uh, because I often stack up or stock up for the podcast, and I'm like, oh, I should save this, save this for the podcast. And I still have like three two X IP or uh, two X Christmases down there. Uh, so when I buy beer, I should just not worry so much about. Oh, what are we going to talk about on the show? Because between you and me, John, we we will always have something to talk about on the show. Yeah. And uh, unless it's those weeks when, like, Paul, do you have anything? Uh, but even then, we can like always, I can go out and get something real. We can quick. always break into it, and I do work in the beer industry now. <laughs> so uh, that is my resolution: is to drink more, worry less. Like, go ahead. Have all of but one bottle of 2X IPA. Have all of... Yeah. You know... We're f- I'm fine sharing a I single have, bottle. I have three of the Don't Be Jelly still. I have... Don't like, need to do that. I just drank one of those uh, C-140 Herx from uh, Flying Bison. Like the barley wine. Because I'm like, oh, I should have this for the podcast. We never got around to it. Like... We were going to do it like last year. We January. did. We did do it last year. Oh, then uh, I drank it <laughs> finally. Now you uh, drink the aged one that we were saving. Was it? We were saving it. Yeah, it was barley wine. We were saving it. Were we saving it? Were we yeah. ever going to talk about that again? Yeah, it was a good English barley wine. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> it wasn't great. You didn't miss out. Uh, I can understand that, Paul, coming from you, and uh-huh. um, also you were spending a lot of time. I'm only going to drink on this day yeah. and this day, and mm-hmm. getting over to that. So I I understand that it's it's a good thing to do. And work sucks, and I should drink more <laughs> exactly. to get over it. So that's my new beer resolution. That's your beer resolution <laughs> to become more of an alcoholic. There you go, Chris. You, you can. I was going to say you can drink more stuff and not be an alcoholic. Like <laughs> right. Everything in moderation. Yeah. I'm no longer in moderation. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> daily, if not more often than daily. All right. <laughs> um, Sounds good, Paul. I, I was trying to think of a way to make mine sound like I would be more adventurous while focusing on one thing. But when we went to Angry Chair Brewing when you guys were here, 
Angry Chair Brewing in Tampa, fantastic Florida brewery. Like everything that we had there was great. Brought a bottle back. I've been dying to like rip into that one. So whenever we can get to that, I would greatly appreciate it. <laughs> I um, thought you were saving that for us. I'm saving it. I haven't yet. I'm waiting. I want to drink it though. Um, Here yeah. But this is like a prime example of a place that. They brew maybe like what they had like twelve to fifteen beers on their tap list. Uh, like there yeah, wasn't around a lot of stuff, fifteen, I but think. everything that we tried, it was all solid, and a lot of it was just completely knockout. Yes, but they don't bottle anything, so this is kind of one of those situations where it's like I had never heard of them, I hadn't had anything from them, so when we went there, it was kind of like okay, yeah, we can go check this place out, and we were going here after we went to Cigar City, which is. A really good brewery. Like everything I have had from them is solid. It's all very drinkable. Cigar City. It's like, but it, it's little, all like more safe, and they have a lot of yeah. stuff on tap there that you can go only get in their tap room. That when you try that, you're like, oh yeah, this is it's this like, is good. They're trying something else. It's a it's kind of close to like a Founders. I think when we when we talked about it, don't it, you dare. I said it's very close to a Founders. Okay, and the fact that. They have solid drinking beers. Some are really good. Some are, hey, they really went out there to brew this beer. The the brew is made well done. I just don't personally like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think when we were down there and we talked about Cigar City being like a Southern Tier, um, you know, I think that nailed it because Southern Tier makes great beers. Some of them are knockout. Some of them are great. And some of them are go you go – I don't need to drink that again. Uh, yeah. Goat Boy being one of those. You know, like, and I think Cigar City, they have a lot of variety, which is like, hey, yeah, we brewed this. We brewed this chocolate chip pancake beer. We have an oatmeal cookie. We tried to do this citrus wizard. We did this space pope. We did this beer on cask with peppercorns. You know, like, they're giving you a lot of choices when you go into that brewery. And only a few of them are what actually make it out to the stores for you to try. Uh, and that, that's kind of what's getting me, because every time I've looked for breweries in or, like, right outside Orlando, I look at it and I'm like, oh, I've never heard of this place. I've never heard of this place. So I can't say, like, okay, you know, I'm going to drive out there by myself to, like, try things, because I haven't had anything from them. So I don't want to, like, go all that way try something like oh this this isn't great like whatever when i lived in grand rapids like it was completely different because there were so many breweries around there yeah, you could throw yeah. a, you could throw in a that, stone in any direction and hit a brewery exactly. and it wasn't like it was a drive like i didn't have to spend more than like five to ten minutes to get to any of the places around there <sighs> Such and a if i tried bastard. it and it wasn't like knocked out by it it was like okay well you know what I'm basically 15 minutes away from my apartment. I can stop by Founders on my way home and get something else. Here, I've realized, like, okay, maybe I should start checking out more of those smaller breweries. They might not bottle stuff, but it could just be because they don't have the resources to support that. Because Angry Chair, we didn't really talk about that too much, but... We didn't talk about it at all. that, That was fantastic. I figured we would talk about it more, like, when we dip into the right. uh, bottles that we brought back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Angry Chair is the brewery for me. 
Like, I, I, w- I wish they bottled their stuff. I wish I could go somewhere and get that on tap. Well, they got it, all their sours that's, bottled. That, that's the brewery. Yeah, but you you buy them at the brewery. Yeah. There. It's not like you can just like go to the corner store and pick it up. Very true. That's the brewery that you wish was right around the corner. Mm-hmm. That you could, like, I mean, it's right at the end of a street. So you yep. wish that you lived right down the street that every... Their parking lot fits like four cars. It does. Mm-hmm. It, it It's the one that you wish that you lived close enough that you could just walk there, have a couple pints, and walk home. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything, they would make fun of you and your wife, and then walk home. <laughs> when I walked in there, as soon as I walked in there, the atmosphere, I was like, I like it. Mm-hmm. The bartender was surly. and mm-hmm. But he was he was surly in a sense that you thought, you thought that he was, like, really tired, mm-hmm. and he was kind of pissy. But then all of a sudden, like, as soon as you kind of were jokey back with him, he liked you. Yeah. And yeah. when we were talking about buying those, like, we were buying, we were going to talk about, we were talking about buying a couple of their bottles, he gave us a sample of each of those to let mm-hmm. us know, hey, here, try it. Do you want to yeah. buy it? And, I, you know, I like him for that. He heard us talking about wanting to buy those uh-huh. and gave us a sample to say, His head was it. constantly on the swivel. Yeah, Wait, well, where he, he was, was constantly he listening was to old, everybody's yeah. conversations. Like he he would jump in over, way over at the end of the bar and like jump in on that conversation, then over to the other side of the bar, this and then is, boom, make fun of me for <laughs> snow blowing this a driveway. This is the guy. He was it was one bartender. There was probably thirty people in the bar, and at one time he had his arms extended, pouring uh-huh. a beer in his left hand, pouring a beer in his right hand, then putting down the right handed beer. And switching to another another tap and holding his arms out like that guy was a he he rocked it as a bartender. I, I forget like exactly what he said, but he was talking about how people would just like walk in there and like be like, oh, "Do you have something light? Like I want a beer." And then he was like, "I just pour the double IPA." Everyone <laughs> seems to like the double IPA. Like uh, yeah, he goes, "No matter what they say, they like I give them the double IPA." And the woman, this woman walked in and was like, "I like pilsners or lagers." And then I was like, well, they have an Oktoberfest that's a Marzen-style lager. And he gave me a look like, don't worry, I got <laughs> And then Porter the double IPA, and she's like, what is it? And he's like, double IPA, try it. And she tries it, and she goes, okay, I'll have one of those. <laughs> Their double IPA, though, was, oh my it was God, really so good. good. That was good. It was so good. The hazelnut, I... If they the hazelnut coffee one. If mm-hmm. they did crawlers, I probably would have walked out with three or four of their crawlers. Yeah. The fact that they did glass crawlers, I just didn't want to travel with that. Yeah. Um, we didn't yeah, have I room in our bag. I thought about like bringing my crawlers with me because that never even crossed my mind that morning when we were leaving. Because I should have just brought them and filled up them. Yeah, it makes more sense for you than us. Because mm-hmm. also, yeah. like we like like Paul said is like. We go home, we say we're going to drink beers, and we all just go to bed. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it makes sense. Like, the... the, the crop- I was vacation, Paul. I was up. I was the, ready. The No, you weren't. I was up. You were up, <laughs> but you were, like, you were nutty. <laughs> but I was fun. Say it again. I was fun. No. Say it again. Uh, why are your lips right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking all the Cigar City beers. Uh, yeah, so let's get... Uh, uh, Chris, what's John, your? You get... Oh, Chris was Someone check else, out. I, Chris was, was like, check, check out, out more, more breweries. Bottle their stuff. Uh, so, my, I wrote three down. 
Hmm. Uh, so my number one is... It's like somebody works in a beer department or some shit. My number one is I am really excited about all of the barrel-aged beers coming from Founders. <sighs> Fruit. Wood. We, we still don't even know released. what they all are. We don't know what all of them... We, I, I do know that one of them is... Uh, CBS. CBS. What? That will be one uh, that is coming out that hasn't been, you know, it's one of the question marks. Uh, so we wait, will, wait, CBS meaning Canadian Breakfast Stout? Yeah. We'll be yeah. seeing that. What? Yes. Uh, also, like, checking out more from Woodcock Brothers. Hmm. Uh, local? They're a local brewery. Wilson, New York. They've been rocking it with their XPA. If you know where Wilson is, congratulations. You know <laughs> where that brewery is. Uh, Get there. They've been doing a great job. Paul and I have reviewed three of their Woodcock brothers on the show. I'm looking for the more, XPAs. Of yeah. the XPAs. We'll be checking out more. They're also going to be canning more of their beers since they've put a canning line in. Mm-hmm. Um, and their labels are now even better. Yeah, they, they rebranded. Uh, the other thing is I want to desperately try to find and get some Prison City beers. Prism or prison? Prison. Prison City. This is from... Uh, Orange El- is a new black style. This is from, I believe, Albion, New York. Uh, so... I don't it, know where Albion is. It's it's just a little bit... Uh, it's around Rochester. Okay. Uh, so Paste Magazine put out... For all, it's a magazine. Okay. <laughs> you looked like you didn't know. I'm like, uh, Paste Magazine. So Paste Magazine put out a thing that said, uh, we're looking, we're going to do the best. Chris, am I the only one? that? No, I, I don't know Paste okay. Magazine yet. Paste Magazine put out a thing that said, uh, we're going to do a tasting of all IPAs to say the best IPA in North America. Uh, I think out of like 300 breweries, Prison City was the number one IPA. And talking with people in Rochester when I was mm-hmm. there for training, they said it is insane how great these beers are. It's in their top five okay. favorite beers they've ever had. And they've had three or four of their beers. And three of those beers would be in their top five IPAs. Okay, uh, John, I have to pump the brakes on you a little bit because you have been so insanely wanting that big, yes, citrusy, yes. hazy, yes, fruity yes. East Coast IPA. Yes, is that what you're talking about now? Uh, Not the West Coast IPA, because some people love the piney, uh, both Sierra Nevada, West Coast IPA. They have both. They do both. They're, uh, everything, I guess, from them is insane. So insane, they're gonna be. They're uh, like coming to the mainland. Insane. Yes. Uh, they. That's a. Hamilton reference. They are going to be, they're expanding their brewery now to be able to produce more because they can't even keep their beers on tap in their place. Um, they release their beers now, um, one crowler per person, and I believe one pint per person if you go to their wow. brewery <laughs> because they cannot keep their beer. Do they hand stamp you? Like, as soon I, as I can you understand order? limiting like growlers and stuff because even at Founders, there's they have three tiers of beers that they have on tap, like tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier three, you can't get growlers. Of. Like tier one's like the typical like oh, like an IPA, like porter stout, like all day. Like it's the things that they always mm-hmm. have. Two is like the stuff that's like oh no, like this is the like seasonal releases, and then tier three is like. Oh, we pulled out a bunch of like CBS from 2013. Here, drink it. 
those you can't get. But to say like limiting the pints that you can actually have of it, that's they that's Soviet Russia. They have like they it, they yeah, have a person. I'm not. <laughs> they have a person that is strictly. They pay just to be on their phone to answer and be like, yes, yes, no, no, I'm sorry, no, <laughs> because people are calling because they're like, are can I get this? Can I drive out? Can I dry it? Can I do this? And they're like, yes, we do do crawlers. No, it isn't any of our beers. <laughs> it's something else that we have on tap. <laughs> because they started out to be small because <laughs> they've been doing such great beers and because they now that they were listed as like the best IPA in America, <laughs> people are driving all over the place to get their beers and they just can't match it. And they're now building a new... <laughs> brewery to be but, able to do it. Now, John, the I know. question is, because we just talked about this, can they scale up? Uh, I, because I, I, Exactly. It, because that's, we talked that's about question, Genesee. That's a question to have. And when I was in Rochester, I asked, well, is this worth me trying to yeah, wait in line? Go there? Can mm-hmm. Should I try to go? And the person that is working with knows the brewer mm-hmm. and called him. And said, hey, you know, I got this guy from Buffalo. He's training. He's big into beer. Mm-hmm. Is there any way we can try to try any of your beers? No, nothing. Thursday? Maybe? Okay, thanks. And it was like, yeah, sorry, bud. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Like, I know the guy. Mm-hmm. I, I worked with him for like five years. He's a friend of mine. I can't get you <laughs> anything. Yeah. Uh, so Prison City... Once their new brewery is built, it's going to be something that is going to be on everybody's radar. Yeah. Uh, on that note, I talked about this a little bit last episode, but kind of got knocked from my list. Is I'm looking forward to the fact that I might be able to get New Holland stuff now that they have that agreement with Pabst. Yeah. And even today, they put up on their Facebook or Instagram something like it was a like silhouetted out bottle of something and in front of like their tanks. They're like, oh, we've been feeling a little bit adventurous. I don't even know what that beer is. I was like, I want to try it. Yep. Can I get it? Doesn't like, matter. I, I'm just hoping like their footprints widened out enough that like I can even just get their go to like regular stuff that they put out, like the Ichabod or the Poet or even their Hatter series of IPAs, like Dragon's Milk. God, Dragon's Milk. It's a year round offered like barrel aged stuff. Like, uh-huh. I want that. All right, so, so let, much there's so much beer we want in our lives, and we hope that you want us in our your lives. And we uh, still got a death pool. Don't wrap oh, this up. Oh God! Oh, oh my God! All right, so so last, much life, so much death. So last year, uh, we didn't have any wins. Uh, Chris picked, uh, or we all had wins. Well, we 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 didn't have any wins because we lost so much. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Chris. You had picked Carrie Fisher at one time. Wow! Did I? You picked. I, I think I, I pick people like the day we record because I never remember. You picked Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher uh, a few years ago. Oh man! Yeah. Timing. Uh, right. So I, I was thinking like, oh, we should look into that and give maybe half points or something to those. Uh, but Chris had picked Kurt Douglas and Henry Thomas of ET. Uh, he plays Elliot. Elliot. <laughs> yeah. Paul had picked Brick Ho- uh, Brooke, Brooke Hogan, Hogan. and uh, Ariana Ariana Grande, and I had picked Sean Connery and Dave Thomas. 
Uh, no, we didn't have any <laughs> successful that year. Uh, so I'm thinking a lot of people would trade us for our picks to bring somebody back from the dead, right? Uh, well, I mean, Kirk, Kirk, Kirk Douglas has got to go at some point. Chris was pretty good well, with that one. He's got I, a big head right now. I, I like sinus. Like, I like, picked uh, Michael Douglas like two years ago, and and that didn't work mm-hmm. out for me. And he had mouth cancer. I got really high voice there. Uh, so, Chris, a pick. Do we do both picks or do we do round robin? I, I think we round robin it. All right. It's getting harder and harder because I, we you can't pick people that have been mm-hmm. picked before for the death pool. That's yeah, like and that's the thing. One of the hard gotta... and fast rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so sticking with my ET thing, I'm gonna pick <laughs> Drew Barrymore. Oh, you son of a bitch! I love her not, so much. She's Paul, top like five. I say, I, it's never that I want these people to die, but everyone's got to go at some point. But she's top Wait, five, she's, man. She's yeah, she's not old. But I don't know. Sticking with ET. Okay. She's gonna die in a closet, smothered by stuffed animals or an alien. Either or. <laughs> Either. David Carradine style. Do I get bonus points if that's how it happens? I uh, we can, sure. but I don't think that's yeah. gonna happen, bud. I, well, that's why I want the bonus points if it does. Mm-hmm. If it does, if it does happen that way, yes, you get it. Yes. Uh, Paul. Uh, I'm also going with uh, man, 2016 killed a lot Everybody. of yeah, a lot of the 80s icons, and I have to go with another 80s icon that uh, has had some press recently with Kinky Boots, and I'm going to go with Cindy Lauper. Oh, man, you are... I think that would be... I think this is a strong pick. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with her health-wise. There's no reason for her to die in 2017, but... That George Michael, who knows? Prince, like, there was no reason for them to die in 2000... David Bowie, except he had cancer, just nobody nobody knew about. Uh, So... I'm going with that. I'm going with Cindy Lauper. Uh, she's going to tro- show her true colors. Oh, <laughs> that is. Uh, mine is going to be Batman themed. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going Val Kilmer. Ooh, ooh, hard attack. Just massive coronary. <laughs> yep. <laughs> going Kilmer. Kilmer, kill him some more. Okay. Paul, you're you're second. Uh, so I noticed a theme when I was watching television shows on Netflix and also Netflix uh, between uh, New Girl, who had Prince, the guest star, and also uh, featured George Michael in one of their episodes oh, quite heavily. Really? Yes. Uh, I didn't know that. So another uh, another pop singer that they had so mentioned going double pop singer yeah another men- uh, another figure that they mentioned quite heavily in that show new girl which had two people die this recent this past year is Mick Jagger mm. CC's first love interest the person that she lost her virginity to in the show uh, George Michael was the 
singer that the homeless person sang to break up a bunch of dates, and Prince actually guest starred on New Girl. He did. He showed up. So I'm going to go with uh, with Mick Jagger. I feel like all the drugs are going to keep him and Keith Richards alive forever. Keith Richards will live forever. Mick Jagger will die first. And he will die this year, in 2017. I think, I I mean, I'm I'm not going to... You already picked it. It's already uh, written down. It's written down. I keep track of these. I think Mick Jagger's got a few more times. He's pretty athletic and very health conscious. I'm just going to put that out there, Paul. So was George Michael. No, he wasn't. He was blowing dudes in <laughs> park restrooms. Like, no, he wasn't. I don't know. Prince, uh, Prince was not very health conscious, except for all the prescription drugs. I, I feel like Paul's on to something, though. So I'm, I'm also going to go the new girl route and go with Rob Reiner. He uh, played uh, yeah, yeah. Zoe Jesse's Dishnell's, dad. Uh, yeah. yeah, Jess's dad. Right, no, and again, not that I want him to go. I think a lot of people. He's a big, he's a big guy. See, wants to see him go. What? People want to see him go. Yeah. Why? That is insane. He directed so Princess Bride. I know, but he's very he politically head. He's very politically outspoken. Man, at, at, at this time of like our lives, though, everyone's politically outspoken. Like he's always been. Social that, social media has basically been like anything you can say. Like. I saw an article online where Rob Schneider's coming under fire now because he said something, like, online. Like, well, what nobody he said cares about Rob doofus. Schneider, but they care about the fact that he said something now. Like, politically outspoken doesn't carry anything for me. I just I just wanted to, like, be like, oh, <laughs> talking about New Girl? Rob Reiner was on New Girl? Yep. He's a big guy. It makes sense. I, I was thinking about picking him as well, but I'm like, no, I need to stick with the musical theme. So, there it is. Mick Jagger, Cindy Lauper. Chris, what were your two picks? Drew Barrymore and Rob Reiner. Drew Barrymore uh, and Rob Reiner. And I, I picked... If you, know, you steal Drew Barrymore for me Paul, in my life... I don't, I, she's, I, number, she's, she's number four. She's cute. Yeah, she's adorable. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't pick Rob Reiner's father, who is like 94 years old. But he only get us six points. So what's the point? Chris is not on the board. Oh. He's never gotten one. I never. I just, I just pick people. I don't put thought into you know. this. Paul, you I always you, forget we do this until that episode. <laughs> yeah. Paul had. Uh, I've gotten two Dick people. Clark. Right? No, you got Dick Clark. Uh huh. I got two Amy people. Winehouse. Uh, Amy, Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse, and then um, which you went back and got Amy Winehouse for. You I was like, like switched oh, out. Blah blah blah. I switched out, but I got her. Yeah. It was na- it was solidified as that was my yeah, pick. Yeah. Uh, and then I got um, I can't think of his name now. Who's a co-creator of Sci- uh, Simpsons? Who passed away? Hmm. And that wasn't a lot of points, but uh, my next pick is I said I'm I'm going Batman themed. Jack Nicholson. My hope is. When I pick people, for the most part, who aren't, like, crazy drug addicts, uh, they stick around. Yeah. I'd love Jack Nicholson to be around. I don't think he's made a movie since, like, 2010. As good as it yeah. gets. But I still want Jackie around. Let, let's keep Jack Nicholson around. And that was uh, The Departed, by the way. Oh. That was after It's Good As It Gets? Yes. Oh. Uh, so, Val Kilmer. Are you a rat? Yes. Okay. Jack Nicholson. Uh, my picks... 
Drew Barrymore, Rob Reiner, Chris's picks, Cindy Lauper, Mick Jagger, Chris's pick or Paul's picks. Yeah, those are Paul's. Mm-hmm. And we want to say thank you for another year of listening to our podcast. I think we did this on the look back, but we do appreciate anyone who does listen. Uh, check us out on our Facebook. Find us on our Instagram. Check out our website. Chris, when he gets around to it, does a lot of work on that website. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, all the like notes. Kind of, I don't make New Year's resolutions because I I never stick to them, but I do want to focus more on the website and then getting back over to Parks and Rec, the Disney podcast I did with uh, my best friend, Janet. Wait, you have my another podcast? Friend. My other best friend. I don't think I've ever listened to that. You have. Don't lie. No. Here's the thing. Is it a draw for the podcast? Because, Paul, you were supposed to run a half marathon. I know. It was canceled. It was canceled. I have run a half marathon on RunKeeper. You can look at the yeah. stats. I think you got it. You got it. Like, it's happened. I can run. You can run on so. RunKeeper. It's mm-hmm. there. It's there. Stats are there. But again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, hopefully we'll be nailing another year of great podcasting. Or, uh, you know, our, our podcasting. Our passing. Yeah. Or we just keep to form and do... So so podcast. Solid D plus. Solid D plus. Uh, we enjoy it. We enjoy you. Thank you everyone for who has rated and reviewed us. Who has? Us. Who has? Rated and review us. Uh, no, oh, why did I think Al Pacino? Uh, thank who you has? all. And so uh, movie, right? Send a woman. <laughs> Let's look for another. Yes. Another Send him a woman. That another was me, it, right? mediocre year for us for two thousand seven.